I am a canvas of my experiences. My story is etched in lines and shading, and you can read it on my arms, my legs, my shoulders, and my stomach. Cybergoths, punks, and augmented thereupon. This is modern escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, the tribal tattoo and a job seeker from Scumfarp of podcasting. <laughs> Today, as always, I am joined by the chrome-domed, upside-down-faced gadget. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a foot soldier oh from the Yorkshire Yakuza, e-bygum crime syndicate, it's Stig. Hello. The walking, talking <laughs> Prince Albert himself, Gadget. Oh, fuck. Yes! 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 You're throwing me in twice. There Diggy. it is. There what it are you is. doing? Fuck it. Start again. It right. No, 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 no just, just staying in. Just no, carry just on. Carry walking, on. talking Prince Albert himself, <laughs> Biggie. Hello. I always forget his name. Hi. <laughs> and at last, we finally found one that doesn't have an XY chromosomal system and adept within needle-based art. It's Candy Machine. Hello. Whoa, a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Such a knob. (laughs) How are we all doing? I think we're all doing better than Stig. Yes. Uh, Stig, uh, I'm going to come to you in a second, uh, but I believe you've had a a worse for wear evening. Oh, no, the evening was fine. Today's been worse for wear. (laughs) I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit later. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I I have um I literally will not win any parenting awards today. <laughs> my my kids were just let to, left to go and do whatever they want while I laid down all day and did nothing because I am eat what you want, children. Daddy's unwell. How's very it different to any other day? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just read let me just read this message that my friend sent in our WhatsApp group. He says. Okay. Um, Stu, you're a mess. I dropped your brolly off back at midday to find our kids fending for themselves downstairs. Brutal parenting. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we find out what we've been up to this week, as time on a tradition would stand, we need to quiz Candy. Who the bloody hell are you? Well, I'm Joe, aka Candy Machine. I'm a tattooist and a graphic designer, and I also design merchandise and go on tour with bands. Okay, that's very concise. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the one one of my uh, five questions is, "What do you do?" But you've answered that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're doing well so far. Points, <laughs> points for that. Really quick. Um, next question: What's your favourite game, movie, or book? Uh, this is going to be a long one because I've written down one for everything. So I'm going to start it. with book. My Biggie, did, book Biggie is... did that in the first episode as well. I know, that's why I did it too. I'm milking this for all it's worth. Uh, so my favourite <laughs> book is called 14 and it's by Peter Kleins. Um, 14 is a story about Nate Tucker who moves into an uncommonly cheap building on, in Los Angeles. Outwardly, there appears to be nothing wrong with the building. Um, but people have sort of been moving out 
uh, due, to, due to it having odd vibes and for strange reasons and nothing too untoward, but just kind of creeping out slowly. Um, it begins, it sort of begins as what I would call like a light sci-fi, um, but it kind of descends into like a Lovecraftian thriller. Um, it has the tone of what I would call a sort of monster of the week type adventure. Um, it's the first installment in Peter Klein's Threshold series of books, and it's loosely connected in the same universe. It was going to be Ready Player One, but I'm still too hurt by Ready Player Two. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds cool, actually. It's it's really worth a go. I really recommend it. All of Peter Klein's book. He does a lot of sci-fi and sort of superhero things, but it's not too it's not too out there. Is there an audio book? Yes. Then I will it, listen. I to only it. do audio books. Same. <laughs> and would it be adaptable for a TV series or a movie or something? Would it work? <laughs> Do you know what? I actually heard a rumour, and I think it came from Peter Klein's himself, but it seems to have fizzled out, that somebody from the MCU is interested in producing it. Oh, so um, it's not Zack Snyder, then? Not Zack Snyder, thank God. Because <laughs> otherwise it would just be in slow motion the entire time. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was actually Robert Downey Jr. that was talking about it. But mm, and Doolittle were really well as well. That did good for him. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> did it? No. Nope. <laughs> Cool. Favourite game then? Uh, so I'm going to have to do honourable mentions here as well. My favourite game is Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. It was nice. really hard-pressed to choose a top favourite. Um, but I think Ocarina was the game that actually changed me from a person that plays video games to an actual gamer. It came out when I was 12, so it was the first game that really sort of um, captured me before it even came out, sort of reading the N64 magazines, looking at the screenshots. I hadn't even heard of a Zelda game before that. Mm. And it also has, I've got sort of nice memories associated with it as well, because my grandparents bought it for me for Christmas. And I remember unwrapping it and playing it and ex- trying to explain to my grandma what exactly <laughs> was happening. He's not called Zelda, Gran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, I do have to give mention to Bioshock as well. That's another mm. one of my favourites. And I really enjoyed watching your uh, stream. <laughs> it, w- it will continue, I promise. Would you kindly finish that game? Ooh. Oh, I have to now. I was for that moment, and it was—you uh, went through every range of emotion. I know. I—I um, I, I can only apologise. It's—it's it's also our best performing YouTube video. <laughs> I see your reaction to it. It was brilliant. <laughs> and it's interesting considering how old that game is, but it still has that impact on someone that hasn't played it. You know, mm. that's because mm. no one, everyone, um, kind of respects the spoilers around it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've never had it spoiled ever. So, well, I played it the first time, and I played the. Um, the newer version, the updated version, I was quite hard-pressed to find too many differences. And that's not because I don't think the remaster, I don't, I don't feel like they called it in, but it's just a testament to how good it was in the first place. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I have to mention Skyrim as well. I wondered <laughs> when it would come in. I have to. <laughs> the boys at Bethesda would... Because uh, your husband had some my, doing with that? My husband, Todd Howard, yes. I believe yes. he was involved. <laughs> I believe uh, he was. I don't like to mention it, you know. No, I don't and all of his junk. <laughs> janky husband my janky husband yeah uh, glitches out to... when he walks in the living room yeah <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to lose yourself and it's so relaxing it's wall. such an atmospheric game when things don't jank out mm, maybe not in 2021 that's when I first started playing it but <laughs> favourite movie Dark Knight <gasps> oh yeah. Uh, not only do I think it's the best Batman film, I think it's genuinely one of the best films that's ever been made. I agree. 
I absolutely agree. It is it is my favorite superhero film. I think well, it's one of the films that it's kind of redefined comic book films, along with possibly Iron Man, maybe. Yeah. Um, that it can be that gritty and more adult, and um, you know, yeah. it's not Batman doesn't save the day at the end of it. It's not a happy ending, and no. Um, just the sort of moral dilemmas he faces, especially in terms of having to choose between two characters, uh, one of which is a love interest, the other one could potentially save the city. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he fails by not saving both of them and essentially condemns Harvey Dent to madness. Yeah. So it's it's more of a sort of realistic, it, you know, there's no kind of supernatural element to everything. This is a film you can believe could actually happen. Oh, it's ground in realism to a degree, yeah. 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 Excellent, excellent. So next question, your favourite conspiracy theory. This is a good one. <laughs> I know. I like the birds aren't real one. Yes! I knew you were going to say that. Love that. I love birds aren't real. Explain. What? Uh, so there's a, yeah, there's a conspiracy that uh, birds are actually government spy drones. What? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. I think I might have actually cheated a bit here because I, um, I think it's a parody, but I just find it so hilarious I had to go with it. And it, I loved stopped... um, when we went into lockdown last year on Twitter. When some comment I said that the re- the real reason we had to go into lockdown was because the government had to change all the batteries in the birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be a quite an undertaking. So yeah, absolutely. It, it, it it's one of those ones. That, it started out life as a, as a parody on like four um, chan and Reddit and stuff like that. And it is still a lot of people who like I, I'm I follow the birds aren't real subreddit. Of course you do. Fucking because it's fucking funny. And most people are on the fact that yes, it's it, it's a it, it's a piss take, but there are actually people who do believe it, and that is the funniest part of it. It's like when I talked about when we did the the pilot, so when I talked about flat earthers, mm. you know, which it's the flat Earth Society started as a parody, and it, yeah, people actually <laughs> yes. believed it. <laughs> mm. Hang on, I see. Twitter cats. has an emblem of a bird. <gasps> oh, and oh that's full of lies and distrust. Not my Twitter, it isn't. <laughs> and government surveillance. <laughs> Wow. And finally, Joe, your favourite joke. I'm going to have to try and get through this because I was reading it earlier and absolutely cracked up. Okay. <laughs> I met a Dutch bloke with inflatable shoes last week. I texted him for a date, but he'd popped his clogs. <laughs> oh, my word. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you very much for answering those questions. And people will be thinking, who is this lady? So Joe is now the fifth member of the Beatles, the podcasting Beatles. Uh, she will be a regular on Do Dragons Dream of Scotch Sheep, our sister podcast from now to infinity. And she will be on this show quite often, let's just say. Yay! We will try to, unless we've got a guest on Stick to Four, because it's easier for Gadget to edit, and I'm I'm nothing but a merciful host. But <laughs> Joe will be here to pick up the pieces. Let's say Stig's gone had one too many shots, too many, and he's not available. Joe's there. She's our tactical substitution, and we love her just for it. So get used to her. She's incredible. He makes but it now, sound like I'm the one that yeah, doesn't get well, pissed every weekend. I get uh, pissed every weekend, I'm always here. <laughs> what we do last night? It's like once in the last, or twice in weekend? the last year. <laughs> <laughs> so what we'll do as we normally do we're just going to get to what we've been up to this week and i'm going to start this because i've got an apology to make oh yeah yeah so i've wrote a letter <laughs> are you ready you could write well typed oh <laughs> so there will be errors 
Dear escapees, it is with a heavy heart that I am writing this statement, but the truth needs to be heard. In the past week, I have embarked on a, gra- on a grand cosmological odyssey within the vast expanses of the Milky Way, using the avatar Oodles O' Shepherd, an Earth-born military professional in the N7 Alliance program. Throughout my adventure spanning three games, I kept my work life and private life completely professional, but herein lies a development. As a stout humanist, I pride myself on keeping my stern interest upon the glory and natural evolution of the human race. (laughs) However, after countless suicidal (laughs) missions and diplomatic peacekeeping exploits, I found myself forming a strong friendship that led to an intimate and loving relationship with an Asari alien consort known as Dr. Liara Tissoni. So my apology is of a hypocritical nature, and I have in fact witnessed and had my very first sexual encounter in a video game. And it was an alien. My privacy at this time should be respected. <laughs> feedback about my heel turn will be acknowledged and dealt with accordingly. Thank you. Sorry, Oodles, but I've already been there. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I say playing, completed three games. And, and on the third game, I succumbed to my urges, um, I've always been a professional in games. I played The Witcher Three. I played all all the Witcher games. Geralt never got laid. And oh, Geralt! And I don't know. We just bonded, me and Liara, and she offered me um, to come to my cabin on the SR Two Normandy. And one thing led to another. I found myself in a blue embrace. <laughs> watching could have been a smurf watching two porcelain dolls bump into each other and I did get a twinge so, 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 so hang on so what you're telling me is you found love in a blue embrace yeah I did yeah I did ah. um, and I, I've been wrong all this time it, <laughs> so <laughs> people that know me are in our community know that I've, I was I, you, you can't shag aliens they're a different species and stuff like that and I'm a hypocrite. Oh, shit. I'm a hypocrite. There have been many a discussion around that subject with you. Yeah. And different types of aliens, which ones might be suitable, and yeah. elves even. Yeah. <laughs> so now I've gone back on it. I mean, I go back on a lot of things. I did that with Grand, Buda- Grand Budapest Hotel and stuff. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm up for admitting my mistakes, and I was mistaken. <laughs> Are you comparing virtual shagging with a blue alien to finally watching a Wes Anderson film? Yes, <laughs> I absolutely am. I absolutely am. And Fucking yeah, hell. it was great. It were it were a good time, and it made the final push of the third game more beautiful. When she said to me, "Shepherd, I love you," and do you know what I made him say? I know. And, uh, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just, yeah, I just want to say it's an incredible trilogy of games. They're, they're absolutely up to date with 4K technology and stuff. Obviously, the graphics are still old, especially the first game. But yeah, get on that Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I got it for 30 quid. You can get it cheap at certain places. It's so fucking good. I can't believe it took you that long to do. Uh... Game three. It took me ages to do game three. It's so long. But, uh, but like, the first game, there's not a lot to it. I didn't realise that. I mean, I, There is. It's called side quests and exploring. 
Yeah, but the side quests on the first game are more Doesn't like... do that. Get, mainland, res- nood- mainland noodles. <laughs> no. On the first <laughs> game, the side quests are just like picking resources up and stuff like that and like travelling in that horrible car across the moon and stuff like that. Did you scan a single planet? Did you yeah, scan? Yeah, I did them all. Then? I did them all. You check really? my achievements. I, I've, I've more or less got every achievement. Well. But yeah, uh, the second that's game... some figures, I'll give you that. I know, man. The second game kicked into gear, absolutely. Brilliant storytelling. Still missing a little bit when it comes to gameplay. And the third one, I know some people don't really like the third one. I think it's the best one, especially with the DLC attached to it. It's got a proper ending. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it really got everything culminated into this beautiful crescendo. I mean, with, with, with all the DLC there, it's got a proper start as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. when it first came out, and they're like, <laughs> oh, here's the Arrival DLC day one. And I'm like, fuck you, EA. Yeah. yeah. Bastards. Yeah. I didn't notice any of that. It, all just, it was just so succinct, and it was, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful game. Uh, really good world building. I've started uh, Andromeda. Ooh. I took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's took a turn, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so technically, the graphics are better when everyone's not moving. Yeah, <laughs> screenshots. It works. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really, really slow story and really bad characters. I don't love anyone yet. Um, you yeah. won't. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> but, yeah, those three games, incredible. And as I said, I apologise for my original beliefs over the past few years. And yeah, I'm now on team fuck aliens. <laughs> so are, are you now going to go back through all the previous games that you, you've missed out on fucking aliens yeah I, I, by go. aliens I also mean mystical creatures elves everything like this yeah, yeah fuck it telling you this fuck all it. this time as long as it's consensual I'm all for it this gives you another reason to play Witcher 3 absolutely and I, I, alien I, isolation no <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get fucked by a xenomorph <laughs> That's not consensual at all. So um, let's move on to Biggie. What have you been up to, pal? Uh, I'm afraid I haven't got much of an update. I'm still watching This Is Us uh, with my good lady. Dude. And the only thing I am close to is finishing Final Fantasy VII. Never heard of it. I am at the final battle. <gasps> oh, you're, you're in the crater. You're at the crater, and yeah. All I'm doing at the moment is trying to finish off all the stuff that I need to do before I do that. Yeah, there's like a last save point, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. But I am there. Oh, excellent, mate. Excellent. You'll smash like... 25 years. What are you you playing it on? Uh, PS5. because. It's still, it's still incredible like, that you're playing I've had it on, it on that. every other fucking console. It's been, that, been through five generations of PlayStation. That, that, <laughs> he's playing it in 4K, 140 hertz. <laughs> That's not where I was going with it. To be honest. I was going to say that you should just stream the final battle. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I am tempted, but um, it's but not very difficult, do. mate. Don't worry. Yeah, I've got knights of the round table, mate. Oh, but, um, you've won. Yeah, the thing is that I want to maybe try and get the platinum. I just need to double check what trophies I need to do to get that. And if it's, I think possible. you've got to win some of the Chocobo races and stuff as well. Yeah, I'm just going to double check that before I stream that final battle because I'd, I'd love it if it popped at the same time. So, we'll see. excellent, excellent. But yeah, that's it. I'm afraid not much else. No, that's enough, man. That's enough. Um, Stig, what you been up to, Horn? <sighs> Lying in bed, <laughs> lying on the sofa, crying, <laughs> uh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> Apologise for my yawning. <laughs> no, um, so this week I I want to get uh, Resi Eight played, and I try try and tend to stick to one game at a time per console. 
because mm-hmm. otherwise I find myself just getting bogged down and swapping between games and stuff. So I'm trying. This week I've been on a mission to get Miles Morales completed, so I've pretty much been playing that in my it's spare like time. It's a 10-hour game, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very long. But I've done all, all the side stuff as well, isn't it? I've never heard of side stuff. So um, I've just been doing that, really. Um, I really, really liked the uh, Spider-Man game from a few years ago. Yeah, I do. And this is just more of the same, but uh, in my opinion, a better character. I, I really enjoy playing with Miles a lot more than I do Peter. I don't know mm, why. Yeah, I, just... I, I didn't like that version of Peter Parker very much. I think... Like with with the 2018 one, it's like he was older. He's supposed to be like kind of in his like early 30s at that point. He'd been doing it for a while, and he's still going on like he's like teenage Peter. And it's just like I'm in my 30s and I'm doing the grip. same. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we tell you to get a grip every week. But, but apart, apart from now, he looks like teenage Peter because he changed his look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think probably Peter Parker is actually he's kind of a boring character. He's a cliche back when he was first created. And that was good. Yeah, back then. it was supposed to be, wasn't but, it? Miles has got that more of a, an interesting personality. Look at Spider uh, Man in Spider Verse. I mean, he's mm, such awesome a good in film. Yeah. So it's basically yes, like you say, it's like a ten-hour game. It centers around playing as Miles. Um, that that storyline was set up in the first Spider Man game. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man goes on holiday and leaves Miles to yeah, he, does, he just goes on holiday and leaves Miles to I'm off to Butlins Miles look after New York <laughs> <laughs> for the city but like I just uh, he's got his new attack so he obviously he can he's got his um, he's got his cloaking thing hasn't he he can cloak so yeah. you can when you're doing stealth you can mix your cloaking in, which is quite fun because you can just literally go well, right the up stealth to in the right, first... front of, right in front of them and just like they have no idea you're there and then just do like a finishing yeah. move on him the stealth in the first game was basically Mary Jane rather than Spider-Man, wasn't it? So I hated those missions. Hate yeah, so did I. Like I did too. It's like, I want to be Spider-Man. I don't, yeah, don't like, make me be Mary Jane. I don't care about <laughs> being Mary Jane. It's just that the missions that they gave her were shit. Yeah. Just don't get spotted. Sne- sneaking around offices and stuff. So I was like, I don't want, I want to swing around. Stop making me... See, see, I, I, I didn't mind the bricks and the, being Spider-Man, like, like going to the, to the Mary Jane, to the Miles missions. It was just the insta-fail stealth missions. Yeah, yeah. it's no, not how you no, do give it. Me, give, give, give me stealth where if I fuck up, I've got to run around like, like a headless chicken for five minutes and get back into stealth. Yeah, and that's what, that's what Miles Morales does with this one. It's like when you do have to do stealth, if you fuck up the stealth, it's like more enemies that come. So yeah. you've, you've, you've created a problem for yourself. Great. Yeah, that's how it fantastic. should be. Love it. Mm. So I, 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 spent, I spent ages like taking these guys down one by one, like... You know, jumping from one point to another, swooping down, like crawl, you know, like uh, hanging down, getting them all up. The last guy fucking spotted me and he's like, Buck up, we need backup. I was like, fuck's sake. Now <laughs> 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 I'll spend the next five minutes taking another 20 enemies out, but it's fun. So that's good. He's got, he's also got like an electrified attack. Yeah. Which is yeah, really good. Yeah. So not only have you got your stealth, we can go and uh, turn invisible, you've got this new like electrified punch and things, which is great. Yeah. You're doing like, uh, slamming your fist to the ground and it just creates like a shock wave of electricity and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's just more of a Spider-Man really, but with Miles and there's enough in there to make it different, to make it feel like it's a properly different game. Sh- probably shouldn't have been 50 quid. Mm. No, it don't matter though. I know, but it's DLC in the form of a, a new game. Uh, yeah. in, uh, you know. Have you unlocked his multiverse costume yet? Uh no, I've bought other ones instead. I hear that looks really good. Yeah, it does. And there's one that. there's one as well there you can go into cartoon mode. So it's not like 
it's like he's um like a proper uh, his costume from a comic pulled from a comic yeah. and he moves differently in it as well so they've put like his animation and i think it's similar to the spider-verse one is it if, the low frame rate animation uh i i've just the way yeah i'm not I've sure seen that one but i think like yeah like different suits give it make him move differently as well which is kind of cool how they didn't put the Venom costume in the first one just fucked me right It's up. wild, that, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's wild. Well, they might have ideas. Oh. No, I, I, no that's not like I an exclusive. I thought you were an ins- insider there. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking that why, if they want to do a Venom storyline with a sequel, oh, they, don't yeah, want, yeah. You know, they don't want to be putting a Venom costume in, do they? So. Yeah. I think they kind of hint at that in the, in the, in that, the ending as well. Yeah. At least you got Bagman. Yeah. I love Bagman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll know it if you're into the comics. I think I unlocked all the suits in the. Yeah, he's the just got a plastic game, bag but... on his head. Yeah, yeah. I've got ho- I've got a holiday one now though, which when Miles like swings around with a bobble hat and a scarf on. Perfect. That's Perfect. quite nice. But yeah, no, it's really, really, really good. If you like Spider-Man One, you haven't played this. Um, I've seen that it. game physical at about uh, thirty-five to forty quid. So. I love it. I love flying around yeah. the city. I like. It's only I. I don't really use picture mode. In games much but it's one game that i do like quite taking pictures of like oh i bloody love it yeah um you can get some really good because you can do picture mode within the cutscenes as well oh, there's something nice. like really cool is happening that, mm. um you can pause it and take it's, a picture it, of that it, you can only tend to do that in games that it's like in-game cutscenes, like the same engine yeah because so, yeah. i mean that's how good it looks um, i mean i'm only yeah. playing, I'm only no playing FMVs. PS, ps i'm only playing ps4 so yeah. i imagine it looks and feels completely yeah like Mind blowing on PS5 because yeah. it looks it looks great on PS4. You got all the Raymonds and stuff, haven't you? On uh, PS5, I've got yeah, it. Yeah. I was giving it for my birthday. I loaded it up for about an hour, but I'm saving it to go back to. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got it at Christmas. I just haven't, <laughs> I just haven't been playing it much. I, it's I, been a busy year. Yeah. So, but I want to play Resi um, Village. So I'm like, get this you're gonna love it. it. I'm gonna go trade that in. For Resi Village, so excellent, mate. Thank you. So, before we move on to Gadget, uh, Candy, have you been up to anything on the spot? Oh, I've been watching the Mighty Ducks series on Disney. What Mighty yeah, Ducks series? There's a Mighty Ducks series. It's with Emilio Estevez. Oh yeah, he's back. Oh, is back. <laughs> wow, I didn't know he's still alive. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I think he was brother. No, it's, it's Charlie Sheen's the one you want to worry about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's not just a nice sort of drama-free family uh, family show, really. It's, like the films? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a throwback. Um, it's got a couple of uh, repeating jokes from the originals. But if you've, if you've watched Mighty Ducks before, you sort of know what you're in for. A kind of ragtag team of misfits joining forces and inexplicably beating the team that's been, spoiler alert, that's been training for years and years with top-of-the-range <laughs> yeah. coaches and everything. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's not going to win any Oscars, but... N- neither, neither did Cobra Kai, but I loved Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai was fantastic. It was like Power Rangers, wasn't it? <laughs> but without the morphing. <laughs> the Power and the Rangers. <laughs> I always preferred the Mighty Ducks cartoon where they were actually real ducks. Can you remember that? I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. They were like street sharks and stuff like that, but real ducks. <laughs> and instead of playing hockey, they used to fight with hockey equipment. Yeah, have... I don't think it. I don't think it ran for very long. No, no. <laughs> it, it, the, um, is there any other recurring characters from the film? Yeah. So the kids are they the older? There may be cameos, um, but I won't say. I won't say who's. But they're not sort of. They're not main characters. But you will see a couple of the. Uh, a couple of the originals. 
And that's on, Dis- on Disney HBO, Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. It's um we're getting towards the end now. I think it's on season nine uh series episode nine. Yeah. Um out of ten, I think. Oh. So it's yeah, it's starting to wrap up. But it's good fun. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch if you've got nothing better to do. Excellent. Thank you very much. So gadget, top that. Um, okay, well <laughs> lads and ladies. I went outside. No way. What's happening What's outside? I, I, I went to a place where the, people were. Are the graphics good outside? No, not as good as the Xbox. No. <laughs> but I went to the fucking cinema for the first time in 15 fucking months. Woo-hoo! Wow. Good feeling. Yeah. So, so the last film I saw at the cinema before the world caught fire. Was Mighty um, Dance. No. <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> um, it, was, um, it was the absolutely seminal 1917. Oh, I saw Star Wars. That was the last I one. I saw watched. Star Wars too. I left, yeah, a, I left on a bad note. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. And I'll never go to a cinema ever again. <laughs> the first film I saw back at the cinema when the world started to open again was not the quality of 1917. It was <gasps> Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh. Which might be the stupidest film I've ever seen. Monster <laughs> wrestling. The thing is, though, there isn't that much monster wrestling in oh, this. Oh, fuck's sake. It's all we it's need. Ne- it's nearly two-hour-long film, and I'd say there's maybe about 40, 40 minutes of monster wrestling. That's oh, my God. They That's put ridiculous. a plot in there. Have they actually put a plot in <laughs> is there? Is there too many humans in it? There's far too many humans oh. in it. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. said this, one of the, literally, Millie Bobby Brown's storyline. Oh, her story is pointless. Cut it, and this film is exactly the same. Yes. Oh, like Indiana Jones, yeah? Basically, You've already yeah. made that joke. I know, but I'll make it again. <laughs> so the thing is, this is an incredibly stupid film, and I'm putting a spoiler alert out here because I'm just going to put it in there. Um, there, there is and, a plot. And, and you, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to go through it. Oh, it's so bad. Do it, mate. Do it. Hey, it's Gadget here. If you don't want Godzilla vs. Kong spoiled for you, skip ahead to 44 minutes and you'll miss me ranting about this for... 14 minutes. Enjoy! So, the film, the, the, the film starts off with, um, with uh, you know, a big sweeping shot over this huge facility in Florida, and, you know, everyone's doing science-y things. And there's, like, corporate videos on for the Apex Cybernetics Corporation. Which, I mean, frankly, it might as well be fucking Umbrella. It's, 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 mm. You just look at the logo and you think, evil company. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know everyone's going about their business. There's a, there's a guy who who has a conspiracy podcast who says he was recording an episode in his car as he's about to go to work in a, at Apex, saying, "I am going to steal all this information." What from microphone Apex. is he using? I, uh, AirPods. Oh wow! That's, yeah, that must sound incredible. <laughs> yeah, but bear, bear, um, this is this is the level of intelligence that the this, the story goes. On. I'm not going to go into the full detail of everything that happens in this, but I just need to point this out. <laughs> the guy host a very popular conspiracy podcast about these titans, about like Kong and yeah. uh, Godzilla and all that. King Ghadira and uh, that. Yeah. Talk, his, the entire content of his podcast is about everything that Apex Cybernetics is doing evilly that he can't prove, but he's an employee of them, and he says on the podcast that he is going to steal data from them. Oh. As he's walking <laughs> into work. Oh. Well, you can't tell me that a huge corporation like that is not going to be aware of who he is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I thought that's like you've got a really distinctive voice, mate. Like your 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 character, like everyone would know who you are. 
Yeah, and also he's the guy in the office that's going around saying, "Oh, you shouldn't eat apples. The, the, they've got they've got pesticides on there, and there's fluoride in the water. Oh, you drink bottled water. That he, kind of, he's, he's such just a conspiracy. Everything conspiracy. That, that guy yeah. would think birds are fucking government yeah. drones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so he walks he's in. Not alone. And then, and then Godzilla <laughs> attacks the facility, and they're like, oh, "Godzilla's not the savior of humanity." He must anymore. be listening. And everywhere, and I'm sat there thinking, was Godzilla ever the savior of humanity? I know no. he killed a few kaiju in the last few. No, he likes well, to steal women and climb buildings. That's not really um, saviour. That's that's Kong. I'm oh, saying Godzilla oh, in it. Shit, sorry. Yeah, but you know, Godzilla tends to stamp on a lot of people and destroy a lot of cities. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to skip ahead here because I need I need to give you this kind of context free because um, part of this also goes on. To, have you heard the Hollow Earth conspiracy theory? Yeah, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's, like, it's yeah. like the um, the Jules Verne things, isn't that story where there's dinosaurs yeah. living underneath the earth, or civilizations under the earth and stuff? I knew That's it. It's in this film. No. <laughs> and they take Kong there. Oh. It was- because be- because there, there, there is a source of unlimited power in the hollow earth, and, and humanity wants to, wants to take control of it it's to solve coal. our energy crisis. <laughs> <laughs> but the best so the best part is they're transporting Kong from Skull Island to Antarctica where they believe there is this this entrance to the hollow world and to transport him there they've got him on a giant fucking ship chained up you know the classic Kong move, way to move Kong around mm. um, and then and then Godzilla attacks the only explanation for Godzilla attacking is they they have an ancient rivalry and the two of them hate each other <laughs> So you get you get a, a rather exciting kind of twenty minute fight scene involving boats and 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 Godzilla just owning everything to the point where um, one of the scientist people says turn off the engines to the boats play dead so Godzilla will leave us alone so they turn off the engines Kong's kind of injured lying on the boat and Godzilla looks at him and went oh fuck they're dead and he wanders off no yeah I'm like what like <laughs> he doesn't he's just like oh these boats are dead so I'll just leave the giant gorilla who's clearly not dead. Like, why didn't you go back and finish him? So they need they need a solution to get to Antarctica, to get Kong there. If they turn on the boats, Godzilla's going to be aware of them, right? Yeah. Cut to 14 Chinook helicopters and Kong hanging in a giant net. No explanation of how they got there, but they've somehow airlifted him from the Pacific to the fucking Antarctic. Without making a noise to disturb Without Godzilla. Without making a noise. Yeah. And it's it's at it's at this point the film gets ridiculous. Mm. Like it's not ridiculous up to this point. It's completely. How did they get the net re- underneath him? Yeah, with the net underneath him. Yeah, he's just hanging in a big fucking like um, uh, hammock held up by Chinook helicopters. <laughs> how, how did they get him off the That's boat into point. the net? And so they go, so, so, they go like this. Come on, come on. <laughs> With a well, massive monkey nut. Yeah. As, as, as per pitch meetings, which there is a pitch meetings for this, and I watched it last night, to drive the plot forward. That's the oh. literal explanation for it. Yeah. Pure science. But yeah, so they, so they go into the centre of the earth, where gravity is all fucked up. There, there, there is ground on the ceiling and on the floor. Fair enough, that's kind of what you expect. Inside a globe, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kong finds a, a, a throne room that his, that his species has made. With an with an axe made of made of a Godzilla dorsal fin. I mean, that that holds his energy. species just being really big monkeys. His species right. being really big monkeys. Um, <laughs> here's the other thing about the Hollow Earth, and obviously, I quite like the whole gravity upside down thing. So you are kind of in that would happen. Vi- uh, yeah, visually, it looked great. But why is there a sky? Yeah, why is there? Where does the light, the light come from? <laughs> oh yeah, in, in a ball. 
inside the earth there is no light source like why is it why is there a probably sky explain it with phosphorus rocks or something like that i don't know no there's an actual sky that's weird so oodles <laughs> i do have i do have, i do have to point out there is a twist to this film no way it is called godzilla versus kong but but there is a third <gasps> what do you think the humans need all this power for ultron no no Mecha Godzilla. Fuck off. The humans are making Mecha Godzilla. No way. Yes. And it's it looks dreadful. It looks so shit. It looked dreadful back in the fucking 50s. No, but it, no, but what, what it looks like they've done is it looks like they've effectively digitized the suit because oh. it looks like Godzilla. Is it just as it tall looks- as him? Yes. How do so you construct the- that? So to go with your conspiracy things, it, the film ends in Hong Kong. So you know in Hong Kong there is that there is that mountain in the middle of it and yes. the, kind of the buildings around there. Yeah, in this film, that's a, that's an umbrella style uh, lab. Oh. So that when Mecha when Mecha Godzilla gains sentience because he gains sentience and no longer is being controlled by the humans, he punches through the mountain. What? And weighs into the fight between King Kong and Godzilla. It is so fucking bad. <laughs> was it at this point everyone in the cinema cheered? There was only two of them in no. there. <laughs> I mean, me and Pip were sat there we were just laughing we were creased laughing it was such a stupid film <laughs> Hong Kong is fucked at this point by the way oh yeah there's nothing I, left standing in Hong Kong at the end like of it them two have been fighting and like you generally just like there's a lot of dead people like buildings getting crashed through like uh, Godzilla like literally like ramming Kong's head through a building and stuff like that like and it's just it is just everywhere the, chaos. The, the thing is, just, just, despite the fact that all the human performances are terrible, and that Alexander Skarsgård is rapidly becoming the new Aaron Eckhart, no, because he's just g- generic handsome blonde man for he's very handsome film. though. Yeah, um, the special effects are good. The only thing that I don't like about the special effects or the kind of the, the battling is the director has no concept of scale. Like Kong is diff- effectively different sizes depending on where the camera angle is. Like sometimes, sometimes he's like towering over Godzilla. Sometimes Godzilla's towering over him and stuff like that. Like it seems to lose a lot of things. There is no no consistency in stuff like the soundtrack. Um, whenever sometimes there's some really cool like kind of synthwave sounding stuff, and you think like make this a really cheesy '80s throwback kind of film, and I'd be all on board with it. But then sometimes you've got like the big someone trying to be fucking Jerry Goldsmith with the huge orchestra <laughs> going on. I did see a fan it, trailer with Linkin Park as the background music. <laughs> That would probably be better. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like, like Stigger said, and like I'm going to say again, Millie Bobby Brown's plotline is completely irrelevant, and she is terrible in this film. I don't think she's like, been that, good in anything. I'll, I'll say it now. You I'll, take that back. I know, I'm saying it now. She's not the best thing in Stranger Things. Well, no, but the girl can act. She can't she's act in this. In What's wrong like, with you? And in fact, no, she in listens fact, to this, the show. I'm, I'm sorry, Millie. In in this in, in this film, she is a very punchable character. Like oh. everything that she, everything that she does is so dickish. Like she treats her best friend really shit because she's obsessed with this fucking uh, conspiracy nut guy. They also managed to get into super secret parts of this apex construct uh, apex cybernetics base without being caught by security. They just fucking walk through doors. That's what that podcast super- Patreon money yeah. gets you. Oh, and they and they and they also get from is it San Francisco to no it's um it's um it's Flo- it's Florida to um to uh, to Hong, Hong Kong, Kong vi- via Elon Musk style hyperloop system that the world doesn't know exists. Is it set in Hong Kong for funding? 
Because they set things in China for a lot of Pro- funding, don't they? Probably, yeah. Because the Chinese it's... government are like, set it in China, we'll give you loads of money. Yeah, there's just a... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And there, and there was one point where Alexander Skargod's character, who was just some physicist... So he's not a vampire, to... in it. No, 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 he's not a vampire. For fuck's sake. He, he uses some <laughs> sci-fi magnetic lifting craft thing that he's only known the existence of for about two hours to use it as a defibrillator to restart King Kong's heart. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sting. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> That's so stupid. And he knows how to fly those. And he knows how to fly this, this, this technology thing, yeah. that he didn't know existed oh, two hours and, beforehand. And I, I bet you didn't see the plot of that woman turning out to be a buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the fucking the, the evil corporation's CEO's the, daughter. Yeah. Oh. Wasn't no. obvious that she was going to turn on them. No. Okay, no. no. What's her surname? Just... Wesker. <laughs> <laughs> No, got signposts are pointing at her every time she appears. Evil well, the, woman. The, 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 Simmons. The, the apex CEO is called Walter Simmons. Mm, Wesker Simmons. But, but 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 he does that thing where he's where he's talking to characters early on, where where he he wears his he wears his jacket over his shoulders, doesn't put his hand, arms through. Oh, the that's air. what baddies do. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, definitely a baddie thing. Mm. Isn't that? So much exposition. In this as well. Like at one point, like. Uh, Julian Dunnison's character is just like, oh, it's Mecha Godzilla, and yeah, yeah, we we figured that out, mate. Like, <laughs> we don't need you to be uh, like, to, 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 you basically might as well have turned to the camera, said it, and winked. I mean, like, in real life, <laughs> in real life, if they constructed a a Mecha Godzilla, they wouldn't call it Mecha Godzilla. They'd give it a shit bar in numbers name, wouldn't they? Yeah, You've got like E forty two nine six four G. The, yeah. the, 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 la- the last stupid He's thing I'll point you. out. <laughs> the last stupid thing I'm going to point out, um, just because I know I've been ranting about this for about 15 minutes now, um, is that there is a, there is a subplot between the the Kong and this this little girl that lived that used to live on Skull Island. They have this kind of special bond, and he listens to her, and it's very it's very sweet. It's not um, an Oodle's recent sex thing, is it? No, 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 no. You can't shag a um, gorilla. No, she's just like. Have you tried? Nine years old. No. Um, but she's she's deaf, and so she obviously speaks to her um, the woman who's caring for her with sign, sign language. language. Yeah. Yeah. This woman has also been kind of having Kong under surveillance for like 10 years, trying to understand him, trying to work out how they can kind of talk to him and influence him to do, you know, or mm. to be like kind of compliant to the human race. Yeah. In that 10 years of constant observation, of 24-7 observation, the kid has taught Kong sign language. Wow. And Kong talks to the kid via sign language and nobody has fucking noticed. Like Mr. Tumble, <laughs> like Makaton and stuff like that. That's and really cool. It's just, it, I want to watch it now. Well, I mean, watch it by all means. Don't pay to see it, though. It's I don't bullshit. intend to. <laughs> it's such bullshit. There's uh, already a sequel. Like on, of like talked about is, Song of is, Kong. is it the same Godzilla as the Brian Cranston Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of Monsters. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. Because so in, in, in that original Godzilla that came out a few years back, he was like his his legs were bigger than all the buildings in yeah. San Francisco. Oh, oh, is he still that oh, big? Yeah, yeah, yes, he's still awesome. you, you, you get you get to see Godzilla grin. No, he's oh, a lizard. Lizards can't no smile. Way. Do you know what really annoyed me as well in this? Um, before we move on. In I think I know he's not I know I think he's not in the film much in the first one anyway, it's like twelve minutes of Godzilla and in, in the second one it was like it's all Godzilla but like yeah. the you in those I think especially the second one they used his radioactive breath sparingly yeah. in this it's just oh, like bang, bang 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 like any time he gets chance it was like, it was his ultimate finishing move in yeah, the original but like in this it's just like I'll just it's just he just knocks it out all the time I was like it's too much like build up to the 
to the fire breath and whatnot. Yeah. Like, you know, build up to that door, just have it, like, well, all the well, time. Yeah, but, Wouldn't that yeah, just but, take out the gorilla straight away? Uh, no, because so. no, because he's got a special axe made of a Godzilla. Uh, yeah, thing, think and, about it. Which <laughs> channels, comes, channels the energy. It's like fucking um, Kratos's axe and God. He of War. literally comes wow. down with the axe above his head like that, and and it's hit, it's hitting the beam, and they come together like that. Like, <laughs> So and, 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 um, yeah. I am now watching it just for that. We'll, oh, it's, we will move on from this because awesome. we, 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 I think Gadget could do a spoiler special on this. Um, <laughs> it would just be me be- Before we do move on, we don't do it very often, but I want a score from this film from Gadget. What would you rate it out of 10? Out of 10, it would be, this is a $200 million version of the Peter Griffin chicken fight out of 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> love it. Yeah, perfect. Perfect so- score. That's 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 a, that's exactly where I was thinking. So absolutely fantastic. So um, let's move on. Biggie, take it away. What we're we talking about? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> yes, we're talking about shit this week. Wake up! In honour of our esteemed guest, Joe Candy Machine joins the podcast to introduce herself today. So we want to talk about her being a professional tattoo artist, and we're going to be talking body mods. Excellent, excellent. So if you're unaware of what body modification is, it's basically the umbrella in which you alter your body willingly to look different. So let's say you pierce your nose, you have modified your body. And Candy does this for a living, for a job. She likes to hurt people to make them look cool. arguably better. And they pay her for it. Yes, they pay Most her importantly. for it. So um, what we want to start really is your description on body modification and your thoughts on it and how you believe it clearly betters people, certain people. So take it away, Joe. I think you hit the nail on the head with it there in your description, but I can think of a good example in which um, I've been tattooing a friend for a long time and I first met him, he didn't have very many tattoos and actually he was quite a nervous, anxious person. And... Um, the more he was getting tattooed, I could see him sort of coming out of himself and um, coming out of his shell. And it's just, it's made a world of, of difference to him. Yeah, yeah. Just in his own appearance. And we, you know, we've all been through, we've all had bad days. We think, oh God, I look like shit. And I, I don't want to join in with this conversation because everyone's going to look at me. And mm. it, it feels the same as, you know, a new pair of shoes or something. You just feel good about yourself sometimes when you just... Um, permanently change yourself. Small, when you permanently change yourself <laughs> or just make a small change and it, it can make a... It can make you feel more like yourself than they, the way you're supposed to look in your mind. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's one of those things. I, I was reading an article about it uh, where, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the Matrix for a split second. So Uh-oh. in the Matrix, when they go in and they see their perfect self, don't they? They, they, they wear what they want to wear. They look how they want to look. So it's like that, isn't it? But made real. Apart from everyone in the Matrix already looks perfect. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. So, yeah, um, some of the cast members aren't modified in any way um like why would you put a bumper sticker on a ferrari so you wouldn't need to um but one of us uh stig for instance is highly highly modified um talk about your body mod stig for a split second (laughs) all of them yep (laughs) including your piercing (laughs) i have i have had piercings before i'm on about the big one (laughs) Oh god, no, 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 no gun, no, 
not put anywhere any piercings near my junk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that I, the name of the uh, pod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big one. I have, um, I guess you could technically say, I don't know, like, would you class them as one now when they're linked up, or would you class them as. It's classic, it's like a piece, isn't it? It's a full piece. Separately. So I've got um, two half sleeves with uh, my forearm half done on my left arm, ready to to complete that, hopefully. And it's all the Pokemon, isn't it? No, no, no. Uh, I'll go through what they are in a minute. I've got a full chest piece from left to right all the way across. I have a big one on the back of my calf, and I have a little one on my left ankle. I thought you were going to say testicle then. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. A big one on my left testicle. Yeah, so I... says oodles. Yeah, so I've got a bicep, like, bicep inside on the outside, on the triceps, so all the way around my arms. Um, Yep. Yeah, uh, I've quite a lot. What do they mean to you, mate? Uh, other than the chess pieces, which have like stuff to do with my daughters, and yeah, I just like I think they're cool. They fucking look cool, yeah. That, <laughs> that's to be honest, mate. That is the best answer. When you ask people, like, what does that even mean to you? They're just like, it just fucking looks good. You're like, yeah, okay, I respect that. <laughs> Absolutely, so I've that's got a completely so valid reason. It is the first ever tattoo I got is Yin Kazamas from Tekken. From Tekken, nice. and I was 18 years old, and I've always wanted a tattoo, and I went and got Yin you always you, you look a bit like Jin as well. So. Yes, oh yeah, it's a bit an image. <laughs> uh, um, unbeknownst to me at the time, I just went, because I did that stupid thing of, oh, there's a local tattoo artist, I'll just go to him. Mm. Uh, he was blind in one eye. Nice, they're the best ones. <laughs> and smoked his cigarette out throughout the whole thing, like just smoke, ch- chain smoke throughout the whole thing. So yeah, he didn't do a very good job. I've had that tattoo done, redone twice since by my regular artist now to just try and mm. a salvage it. Um, <laughs> so when so when I first went to him, I've always wanted to get like loads, and um, I randomly saw a guy with a really cool tattoo in the gym, and I said, "Where did you get that done?" And he told me where. And then since then, I've been going to a guy in York. Talisman Tattoo, Big G, ever since. Yep. Um, he does all of my work, apart from one other piece on my that the other guy there did. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, do you want me to talk about what they are? or uh, uh, Briefly, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Uh, or, or maybe your favourite. Um, uh, my favourite is just a full chest piece. Uh, so that yeah, is... I, I like that one as well. Um, one side is a... Uh, it's all very cliched shit. It doesn't matter, mate. It's, 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 oh no, no, I don't care. Um, but uh, when you describe it, it is um, so. It's all fully full color. color. Mm-hmm. So when I first got my right arm done, I was like, "Oh no, black and white with a bit of red." I don't, I don't want color. Like, I thought color would look shit. Then I got a color tattoo, and I was like, "Actually, I really, really like color." Like, mm. so it is a there's. A rose on there, a swallow, a, a watch with like my daughter's time of birth on, and a band that says Amelia Rose. So you never forget. And then yeah, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll gladly post these up as well so people can see them because they look a lot better than me describing That's them. That's only fans material, that pal. Yeah, and the other side is um, see, it's quite easy to do that with Amelia Rose because you a name yeah. is a middle yeah. name is Rose. You can put a rose in there. You can put a watch and everything. My other daughter is called Calliope. Uh, yeah, um, that's a bit more. 
tricky, isn't it? Yeah, so there isn't anything at all that links with her name mm. in the what other side. Mean? It's a Greek name, isn't it? It's a Greek name of... Um, One of the goddesses? Me- yeah, she was a muse. Mm. She was, Calliope was the muse to the gods. That's it. Uh, but when you look it, I was looking up pictures of it, it, all you get is like old, like... Statues and stuff. Statues and paintings. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. So because my right arm is quite uh, Asian-inspired... Um, my right, my chest side is as well. So yeah. there's a geisha on there. There's a lantern. There's a sun behind the mountain and all that. So it kind of links in with my right side. So my left side is quite um, traditional mm-hmm. style, and um, my right side is like Asian inspired. Cool. Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, so my- I'm, I'm a little bit jealous because they look fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, he's uh, great. He's great. He's a really good artist. We'll move on to. Me, because mine's going to be quicker. I've got lots of little silly tattoos because I'm a little silly man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least you're on brand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't like getting tattooed, despite having many. Um, Me either. It hurts. I hate it, and yet I'll sit there for a full six six, hours. See, that's the thing. I can't sit there for long, so I'll say, if it takes 15 minutes, I'll have it. (laughs) So, in and out. I've never gone back to get anything finished. I've got unfinished ones. Um, the first one I did was done with a pin. I'm not going to describe what it is so it doesn't def- offend anyone, but you can see it there. That was done with a pin. I nearly lost my thumb on that one because it went <laughs> all gangrenous and icky. Don't self-tattoo yourself unless you're a professional. <laughs> I fully agree with that. Because I was a fucking idiot youth. And yeah, I've got, I've got like, stick. I've got kids and stuff like that, names on, and they're all crap. They're all the green now. They used to be black, but they're green now. <laughs> they're all green. That's just the dragon soup soaking into your yeah, body. It probably. <laughs> um, but when, I always, I, 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 like up until I was like whew, the first one, I was like, I don't want tattoos because I, I, I haven't got like any like relationship to that. I don't, I don't feel like I'm passionate about anything enough. And then a friend once said to me, why don't you just, not make any sense with your tattoos. Why don't you just have tattoos that are silly? I've got like a piece of toast on my wrist <laughs> with a smiley face and stuff like that. I've got Freddy Krueger that looks like Where's Wally on my arm. <laughs> I've got lots of stupid ones all over my body. Um, and to be honest, that's just me in a nutshell. I'm stupid. Um, I've got um, piercings in my lips, but I take them out. I've got what what they're called snake bites. I've got two holes, permanent holes on my bottom lip now. Nose piercing. I've got tunnels in my ears. Um, yeah, uh, I'm a fucking idiot. That's that's what describes my body modification. I've also got Wolverine claws that retract out of my uh, knuckles. <laughs> so don't fight me. Um, that's me basically. Uh, Biggie and Gadget. Don't you don't have any, do you? I have one. Oh, you have one. What is it? Talk. Talk to me. It's this one here. It says uh, modern escapism. <laughs> it's an L with wings. Um, unfortunately, it's in memory of my niece who was killed when she was 19 oh, in a car crash. Wow. Um, my brother um, unfortunately lost her and another girl, both born. Abby, her name was um, the friend. Lily was my niece. Mm. They were both born on the same day, same hospital, became friends. Unfortunately, were killed in a car crash yeah. in 2014. Um, so um, my brother, she was actually quite a fan of tattoos. She had a few. Yeah. Um, and she's one of those people that likes to have tattoos to represent something in her life. Yeah. So as a family, 
everybody sort of spoke together and somebody came up with a brilliant idea of having a, a tattoo to sort of show a bit of love and respect and memory. In, uh, I love that her. because that's an eternal mm. memorial. Uh, yeah, my brother's got it. Um, all her um, cousins, anyone that was in the family that wanted to get it. And it's the only one I've ever had. Yeah. And I love tattoos. I think they're so cool. Um, but I just never knew what to get. Um, I think, Stiggy, did you say you've got a Liverpool yeah, um, a badge? One. Uh, no, I've, yeah, I've got a um, Hillsborough Flame with Wyatt oh, yeah, and WA yeah, next yeah. to it. Although you can't... Yeah, I always thought I'd do something like that one day. But yeah, it just it came up yeah. um, as a request by the family. And we thought, yeah, let's do it. But, yeah, I love them. I think That's it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I don't have a single tattoo. Would you ever consider? So I, I used to toss around the idea of, of getting a tattoo. You've had uh, piercing, surely. Nope. No? Wow. Nope. Oh, I have my ear pierced as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, 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 not a single modification on my body. You don't need it. You're gorgeous anyway. No, yeah, I tossed around the idea of getting tattoos years ago, but then... I could never really decide what I wanted. And I would like bat around a few ideas on what I wanted. That's what I would like, mate. When 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 yeah. I think back to them now, I think, God, I would have looked like a right toss pot if I'd had them them done. What that Sonic the Hedgehog tattoo? <laughs> oh, like I, I wanted like a fucking Batman choke and the Joker and shit like that. Yeah, and, oh, it was really stupid shit. Just because, like, um, the, my, my ex, she she was like really into tattoos, and a lot of her friends were into tattoos, and it was just like all this t- conversation talk about them. It's just like. Oh yeah, maybe I'll get this. It'll look cool. And so obviously, I never did. Mm. Um, I do. I do want, there is one that I will consider getting in the future, and it's if I ever get down to a kind of a target weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I s- lose my gravitational pull and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of would like to get um a bonfire from Dark Souls. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, I could do with just, one that's a bit more mobile. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just because of obviously the representation it means a lot just kind, to you, doesn't it? Just kind of rest yeah. and restart. Or saving that because I have seen a lot of people with bonfire tattoos and they do look a little bit shit just because of how how it's designed. So you want a good one? Is, <laughs> well, yeah, I'd, I'd want something good. Um, do you know anyone? There is uh, well, well, I know a few. Um, <laughs> there, there there is this very kind of cute cartoony image of um, Soler pouring the estus on his yeah. I've on seen his it. Face. I've seen it. it looks cool. And I, just, I just thought. Yeah, praise the fucking sun. Why not? Yeah, man. Um, so if you yeah, did, if you did, it'd be Dark Souls inspired. I, I like like when something you, when, like that. Yeah, when you when, when you guested on that podcast the other week, uh, you did wax lyrical about what Dark Souls meant to you. So yeah, it, mean, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, do yeah. You give that podcast a listen to. Yeah, by the way, yeah. oh yeah, amazing. yeah. Um, I, was, I, I forgot to mention it last week on the pod. Yeah, um, I guested on a podcast about mental health where I was quite candid about my. Struggles with mental health. Mm. Um, it's called um, Look, Just Tell Me What To Do. It's hosted by a, a medical professional called Benjamin Russell. Oh, beautiful. Um, I'll put a link to it in the description below. This is the worst plug for something I've done in, ever, but <laughs> yeah, look in the description. There'll be, a link, there'll be a link to my episode of that, but it's uh, it's not an easy lesson. No, it's not. But yeah, uh, so um, Candy, uh, I'm sure you're quite modified. I mean, you've got orange hair for a start. No, I've, this is natural. I've got, I, yeah, I've got naturally silver <laughs> hair as well. <laughs> so I naturally have none. Talk me through your journey with body modification. Where did it start? Where did this obsession start? Uh, so I started getting. Well, I should probably not say this, but I will. I started getting tattooed when I was sixteen. Oh, um, ring the police! I know. I won't say who by. <laughs> um, it started from there. I, I used to get a lot of tattoos. I used to be uh, really into metal and punk and stuff. So I'd get a lot of band tattoos and everything. Yeah. Um, 
and it, I've always been into art and everything. So tattoo, getting tattooed became more about the art rather than having a logo here or a logo there. And um, it just kind of grew from there. And I, I never really set out to be, I was never in school. I never thought I want to be a tattoo artist. I actually wanted to go into video game design. Mm. And for a while, um, that's the direction it was heading until I worked for a web design company and realized it was just not the environment for me. Office um, Offices are awful. <laughs> yeah, and I was far too young really to be in that. I was probably too mentally too young to be in that environment as well because it's going from college straight to, you know, a really important office job, which is, uh, it, it just didn't suit me. So mm. at the same time as doing this job, one of my friends said that her friend was doing an apprenticeship. And uh, by that time, I had actually looked into tattooing and become, I was heavily tattooed myself by that time. And mm. Tested all the tattooists when I was getting tattooed. You know, how do you do this? How does this work? Oh, it's probably an absolute nightmare to get, you know, <laughs> to tattoo because if anyone's just ugh, pecking my head the entire time whilst I'm tattooing someone, it's just like, I need to concentrate. But anyway, regardless, I uh, I did infuriate everyone. I thought, actually, this is probably where I want to go in life. This this would suit me down to the ground. Mm. I'm, I'm an artist. I always have been. So mm. I'm going to knuckle down and give it a shot and see where it takes me and luckily that was the career for me wow and it's led you to this podcast i know <laughs> what i've got a question for you yes so at what point do you suddenly go from drawing on paper or whatever medium you use to suddenly going Skin. here's my first tattoo yeah. that i'm doing for somebody how do i not fuck this up because <laughs> it's not like you can just restart again we can yeah. to a point but... you can to a point you, ideally you wouldn't um, but that's down to your mentor. It's down to the person teaching you how to tattoo. If they believe that you're ready to be tattooing on people, if you fuck up, it's kind of on them. Um, but there's, you know, you, throughout an apprenticeship, apprentices normally will apprentice for about three years. Mm. Um, or certainly they used to. I think it's probably a bit different now because um, things have changed a little bit in terms of the equipment we use. And it's, it's a lot easier in, in some ways. But at that time, it was about three years, and um, you're constantly watching your mental tattoo. You're constantly drawing. You're setting up and setting down workstations uh, for your mentors and the people that you work with. Um, and it goes from having a pencil inside a tattoo machine. I used to use an old coil machine, the ones that make all the noise. And when you think of a tattoo machine, a coil machine is what you think of. So you can actually put a pencil in the tattoo machine and run the machine. So you get the weight of the machine in your hand. You draw with it. Then it goes to putting a grip and a needle in the tattoo machine and tattooing. You can get fake skin. You can get pig skin and stuff, pretty. can't you? You can get pig skin. Luckily, I never had to do that. No. I practiced on a uh, plastic lunchbox. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's what there Which, was. But, um, funnily enough, pe- very proud of it. people don't know this, but the, the human skin is made up of plastic lunchboxes. That's, that's true. I've heard that. Scientifically accurate. Um, so I, I went from a lunchbox to a lot of very trusting, very kind, generous friends who also have got a lot of body mod- modifications themselves. Um, With a little bit of not, spare skin. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be the surprised when you say you're an apprentice. You want to do, you want to practice tattoos. You'd be surprised the amount of people that just want a free tattoo. Firstly, <laughs> yeah. But also the amount of really supportive friends and family who want to get one of the first tattoos that you've done. Yeah. Firstly, because they want to support you and they want you to do well, but also. They want a souvenir or they want a memento of one of your first tattoos and they want to carry it around with them. Yeah, so yeah. Thank, 
God, to my absolutely wonderful friends and family who came to see me, because there's a lot of people walking, walking around with some terrible tattoos that I've done. That <laughs> I probably had absolutely no business doing it. <laughs> None of them are as bad as mine, don't worry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but the, you're, you're always going to shit yourself at the first tattoo you do. The first, first 500 tattoos you do, they're going to be shit. <laughs> there's, there's no way around it. But it's, it's just the same as art as well, you know. Yeah. Doing art now, if you look back at your art in t- 10 years ago, you think, fucking hell, I thought that was good. The one that always amuses me is when a tattoo artist gets uh, does an exceptional job on a shit tattoo. Yes. You know, yes. You, you know well, because it's a shit request. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like you know the the, the 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 traditional '90s thing of the of the tribal arms on mm. on people who have no business having tribal tribal tattoo designs. Or um, I remember Pip because um, for full disclosure, Pip and uh, Candy are very good friends. What um, collusion? Collusion, indeed. <laughs> yeah, she 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 told me about something, and you'll have to explain what this is, Candy, because it just amused the piss out of me when Pip told me about it. Uh, Beckham bum tattoos. What? Be- Beckham bum clouds. Bum clouds. Oh, what the fuck that- is that? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't is know. Is that a new podcast we're starting? No, you know, Beckham's, Beckham's got loads of cloud clouds around his arm, aren't they? And they look like bums. Oh, I see. That fashion has kind of disappeared in the last five years, but around, um, yeah, from five to ten years ago, it was a, a huge fashion to have. It was the Beckham tattoo, you know, the... Uh, the black and grey clouds, cherubs, kind of angelic. Is that figures. kind of thing like to make sure there's like literally no skin left on an arm? So they put like clouds I, I, in the middle. I yeah, don't it's get that. Um, so yeah, like I said, some of my tattoos just are because I think they're cool. But yeah, there's nothing I, wrong I with that. I don't really get why you get religious based kind of tattoos if you're not religious. No, neither do I. <laughs> No, but I mean like full on like um, angels, Lord's, Lord's, or, Lord's prayer on the yeah, or like stuff. prayers yeah. or psalms and stuff. I mean, just, like, I mean, you're not religious. Had, like, but the thing is, they might be religious. That's sometimes it's one of those I'm things. Not, that, like you get a lot of um, Tibetan monks and that they're quite heavily tattooed with that kind of Buddhist type tattoo, and it's for that reason. It's to it's to show that your tattoo do you know what i mean no i do have the what just talk about the, this filler like with clouds and stuff or smoke or whatever you want to call it like just to fill in some gaps like mm. i do have some of that mm. but yeah the reason they were called bum clouds is they if, if if they're done badly and they don't look like clouds it was like a like a perfect sort of almost um you know how you'd used to draw tits in the back of your workbooks in class? You know, <laughs> big pair of just domes. Yeah. And uh, if these clouds are done bad, it just looks like that. And they look like, look like upside down bums. Mm, I, can't, I can't draw for <laughs> shit, so no, I'd, be, me I'd be great at those bums. Do you know, I've just looking down at the title of my ankle and I've said, oh, like, I don't have much that means, that means much. Uh, that one means probably the most to me on my ankle. So does, it, does it say ankle? No, it is a drawing of me that Amelia did. Oh, that's Aww. cute as fuck. That's really sweet. Yeah. It is a really, it's a blue, purple, green, yellow. Like it's. it's that's what you look like, though. Yeah, it, it's a spitting image of it. <laughs> it's a blue little stick figure with a purple belly, a massive blue pur- like p- blue belly button, oh, two mate. massive blue eyes, and then hair that could looks like the Joker's hair. And, <laughs> so, um, Those are so cool because yeah. I think that's, I don't know if it's a new trend or not, but I think the people that have had that done just, that is just such a yeah, great. I'm waiting until Callie can draw something that looks 
Oh, yeah. Good to, to Mate, put on the other tell side. Tell to draw a mummy on the other side. <laughs> no, no, whatever. Like it doesn't have to be me. No. Like it's just something that I think looks cute oh, that's and yeah. nice. Awesome. And that, it's yeah. a really I'll good go idea. On, like, the other uncle probably. Because I used to do caricatures, but I haven't drawn for a long, long time. Oh, please do them for I, us. I, I used to. It used to be my passion, but I, I, when I went away, I sort of lost it, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I totally appreciate my own view on art, and yeah, something like that is amazing, and I love tattoos that people particularly those that are done so well it's just there isn't literally an art to it mm. so so good excellent so people. um candy back to you um what's the your the favorite your favorite tattoo that's on yourself and the, the best tattoo or your most preferred tattoo you've done on someone else you don't have to tell me who but what, what? oh god i don't even know what the, my favorite tattoo on me would be um because there's no space left. Because <laughs> there's no space left. But I'm, I'm a bit like you. I'm just filled up with absolute shite. So like I've got yeah. a whole leg of complete. It's all my. It's my computer game leg. Ah. I've got loads of computer game references. But I wouldn't say I've got a favourite. Have you not got like anything. a Todd Howard one? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, That's going on the face. I'll, I'll save that one until the restraining orders. Uh, <laughs> but what I've seen some of those um, 3D art. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, tattoos. They're incredible. Yeah, it's all to do with it's clever shading with yeah, the media. Perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what's no, the what's your most favourite tattoo you've done on anyone? I love doing anything and it's hard to nail down just one, but I love doing pop culture tattoos. I love tattooing portraits. I love tattooing people. Mm. And um it's more the subject matter really than the style. I love like I said, I like doing my computer game tattoos. And- yeah. When when somebody comes in and says this is kind of what I want, but you have more or less free reign. There's a couple of points that I want to put in. That's that's just the absolute perfect customer. They have a somewhat of an idea of what they want, but they they're happy to, you know, have your opinion and happy to let you do what you want. Yeah, because for that that moment in time that you're you're tattooing, they're your boss, aren't they? They're paying you to do this, so they're like, uh, you, you've kind of got to listen to if they've got a, an idea in there. You've got you. Obviously, you're allowed to put your own spin on it because you're an artist mm. and they should respect that as well. But there's, there's a symbiosis that you've got to have in that because it is quite an intimate moment, like you're scarring them for life, mm, potentially. It's, it's absolutely a partnership. And you mm. have to... Um, wh- what we say in our shop is we don't like to give out the art that we've done for prior to the tattoo. We tend to draw the tattoo up yeah. and speak to them when they're in the shop one-on-one. Yeah. Because what you, what you do, if you, if you send out art beforehand maybe like a week or so in advance it then it doesn't become their tattoo it becomes what their mum thinks they should get or what their uncle thinks that should be tweaked or you know their friend their neighbor down the road thinks it would be better in it stops being personal doesn't it exactly and it's not even things people just like to not nitpick but they like to have an opinion They, they like to feel like they're involved too so it it becomes a group effort and in the end people end up with something that they didn't really want in the first place but they were just trying to sort of please everyone mm, mm, yeah i understand that uh one one final grilling question uh i've always been interested is there a difference with customers that the ones that come in and just look at those slides and go i want that one than the ones that have planned it completely and they've got it down to a t what they want because i've been that idiot that goes in and go i love that because it says five pound on it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd like to see the tattoo you got for five pounds. I'll show. Oh, it's, it's shocking. It's awful. It's it's that. It's that. What is that? Oh, I can see. Yeah, yeah can see. it's shocking. It got, <laughs> and it's covered up with a wedding ring. 
This works so well in an audio format. Well, they'll have to keep going into this one. <laughs> Check it out. Someone's going, he's got a cock and balls there, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> Some little penis. So, yeah. Um, thanks for that. And um, what we're going to talk about now is body modification in media, because we like to talk about media. And we're going to start with, I believe, a gadget. Um, okay. So, the. The one I want to bring up, um, and I think it's probably not a controversial choice to put this one up, <laughs> but is um, is is the tattoo um, that uh, uh, Kazuma Kiryu has in Yakuza, mm. which is um, an absolutely enormous back piece that goes from the for, uh, from the kind of the middle of his thighs all the way up to his shoulders. That's beautiful of a um, of a Japanese dragon holding a pearl, mm. um, and it's it's put in there for the most of unsubtle of plot reasons. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, for the, for the simple thing as well, in Japanese culture, kind of tattoos tend to be looked down upon. Criminals. Um, well, yeah, because they have the association with the with the yakuza and with um, the criminal underworld. So, if you know someone who wants to be kind of high up in the yakuza, yeah, I've said it both ways. I'm just going to keep changing it's how fine. I pronounce that word. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, someone who wants to be high up in the yakuza, they tend to. It's like they're they're kind of showing their commitment yeah. to the lifestyle, to the to clan. This in, yeah, to the clan and to the lifestyle to have this enormous tattoo. At the back. <laughs> and they're all done and traditionally like, as well, aren't they? With uh, yeah, needle point. Yeah, the, the, yeah, we, yeah, needle point and a small hammer. Um, <laughs> and when and when you see the size of the tattoo, you think, yeah, wow, they've got to have been there for days, <laughs> yeah. days of their life. It's fucked up. Done. But um, like I mean, uh, aside from anything, just the art on it is 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 absolutely beautiful, and I think it was actually designed by a tattoo artist who, um, um, it beca- I think he actually voiced the tattoo artist in the game in the very oh, first wow. game when um nice. when he uh, when Kiryu goes to get it touched up, um, and there's other things like I like I like in Yakuza Zero because obviously that was done after Yakuza Five, um, and it's a prequel. Uh, you see, whenever Kiryu's got his shirt off, you see it's just the line work. It's not coloured oh, in or anything. Wow. It's not finished because he's he's young and it's just like his journey to become the dragon of Dejima hasn't been completed yet. That's fucking you know, and cool. Like that. uh, and it's just a really cool tattoo. And it then kind of counteracts with, um, you've got uh, his kind of pain in the arse nemesis, Goro Majima. He's got a, he's got a huge... Um, uh, uh, a fear skull or something, a fear mask on his back. Yeah, um, because he's kind of a persistent antagonist, like a yokai his... looking thing, isn't it? It's... Yeah, and um, I can't remember what the actual term is for mm. it. Um, and then there's um, Nishikiyama, who is his kind of his blood brother at the start of um, Yakuza One, and then becomes his enemy, and he's got a huge koi yeah. on the back. Yeah, and that mirrors his story because um, in the, the there's the Japanese legend of. Uh, the koi that swims up the river and becomes the dragon, and Nishikiyama is always constantly in Kiryu's shadow. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be the dragon of Tajima. It's fucking and just cool. Can never get there. Like it's really well written how they put these tattoos into it, and how this thing that you wouldn't actually that you would think is just this kind of random character design, yeah, aspect actually becomes this kind of um, it becomes symbolic of what happens in these wacky, wacky stories of. Intense drama and soap opera. <laughs> oh, it's such a soap opera. <laughs> oh, it is fucking brilliant. But yeah, if you yeah if you, if you have a look at um just just have a Google for Kiryu's tattoo and it's it's absolutely phenomenal. And I think that, and there are quite a lot of people in the world who've gotten that full back piece done. The mad bastards that yeah. they are. <laughs> well, they've just like copied it verbatim. Yeah. Wow. Just up their back. <laughs> wow. Has the quality of tattoos got better over generations in the sense of? The style of art, because I appreciate Yakuza times, triads, etc. have gone back 
like you say, the needle point, the old original way to do it, I guess. Because, you know, forgive me, I don't well, know. Well, apparently the needle point it. doesn't lose any of its colour at all. But yeah, they're, they're amazing, that sort of styles. And then, you know, I've seen people who used to work at sea and they've got really crap tattoos yeah. where it's gone blue. Mine are all green. You know, you just think, <laughs> how on earth did that happen? You know, you get the difference in quality. It's just... And I think, uh, bear in mind, I'm not a person without tattoos, but from what I've re- read and what I know about these things, with the Japanese ones, especially with the traditional ones, it's down to the inks they use because they tend not to use synthetic inks. It's it's more natural Squid and more traditional, yeah, traditional inks. But also, it's also just the amount of care someone puts into it. I mean, it I've, 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 I've yeah, I've seen, I've seen plenty of people who whose arms look like oodles with just loads of little patchworks of these <laughs> random little ones they've gotten for yeah for fifty for fifty quid. Like that's too like expensive. Five, f- five minutes sitting kind of thing, and they've just they obviously go out in the sun. They get suntan. They don't look after the tattoos properly. Yeah, so they fade and they go green, or they like the um, the black ink kind of starts to spread mm. slightly. So you. Lose I've all noticed the as well that mine mine when especially when it gets warm, the skin underneath it bubbles. Bubbles up. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I've got one that does that. Just one particular ink does that. Ah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm I'm melting. Is sharpies. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it, it, it's a bit like the skin's melting. It's bubbling up and getting all lump. It's awful. And all of mine do that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, like I said, have have a Google search for curious tattoo or play yakuza, and you'll you'll see it plenty of times because whenever there's a huge dramatic moment. The camera sweeps around the back of Kiryu. His shirt's off. Pull, pull, he manages to pull his shirt and his suit jacket off in one fluid Without ripping movement, any buttons. Without ripping any buttons, without re- ruining the fabric, and he stands there all muscly and tattooed, and he's just like... It's like me. He is an Adonis. He is, he is a beautiful man. So, excellent. Kiryu is peak man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um... God, uh, Biggie, I keep sorry, mate. I keep, I keep. Why do you wow. keep mixing us up? Yeah, he did what I did through the week. <laughs> I mean, I know the hair and stuff, but he's got a massive beard. I've got a pretend beard. I mean, I don't that's, even know. That's what's Gadget's going on body here. mod. He's grown a beard. I, I, I also don't have Biggie's raw sexual energy. That's true. Well, you, you, you're not far off, mate. But yeah, Biggie, you can't duplicate that. Um, <laughs> you want to talk teach about? It, can you? <laughs> I, I just put a few suggestions here because uh, again, I don't know an awful lot. But um, I wanted to give a shout out to um, a character in a pretty mediocre movie, but I thought the character itself was really cool. Okay. And he's literally called Tattoo, and it's in the Electra movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought for a mutant powers, I, think, I assume he was a mutant. Yes. That he made his tattoos on his body come out and start attacking Electra, which I just thought, how fucking cool did that look? It's not a good film, though, is it? Movie. It is not. <laughs> I never watched that. But one. I just thought that what a great idea that was. You know, that's, how, that's, that's how Joe handles a fight on a Friday night. Sets her tattoos on chaps. Ink at people. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's one of the things that was going through Facebook. Is um, if you had to go into a fight with only the tattoo tattoos on your body, how well would you do? Like, what have you got on you that could help in a fight? Piece of toast. <laughs> Um, I've got a font drawing of a, a drawing of me. That's it. Next, that's enough, mate. That's a, enough. A weird, a weird little blue man that's probably frightened people off. Um, and oh, actually, I have a massive tiger and a snake on my arm. That'll so. do. Oh, he will do. That'll yeah. do. No problem. I wanted to give a shout out to Agent Forty Seven because <laughs> you know you're going to scan that motherfucker <laughs> on the back of his head to the barcode battler because that's what you want in a fight. Why haven't you two bald gentlemen or follically challenged gentlemen? Fuck off. Why, why don't you have a barcode on the back of your head? Because I would if I were bald. Because <laughs> my folds are fat. With I'd, have it, it. I'd have it to but be it. something like a, a Tesco meal deal or something. <laughs> <It scans laughs> <Yeah. up. laughs> 
Every time I walk in with a case of cider, they just scan the back of my head. Yeah. It'd probably be dragon soup, to be honest, if it were me. <laughs> I want to give out a shout out to Kratos because he's got that beautiful red. Yeah, the war the, the the war banner thing that he has, the Spartan. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And I like on the newer God of War how how much it's faded because he's a, he's thousands of years old. Yep, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it, it looks really he also cool, has the it's unfortunate modification of the ashes of his once fallen family. That's just a bit unfortunate. Put onto his yes. skin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't people get ashes tattooed into them? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. yeah but, um, it can be done. It's weird. Uh, it's not something I It's do. not weird. It can it can, it can be sentimental do. and beautiful. You never know. The solid judgment of sticking there. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. Mourning the their family two, in their own way. I know. <laughs> the last two I wanted to mention, which is a slightly different direction, was Heath Ledger's Joker, because he obviously had that Scarring, scar across yeah, his mouth, yeah. which looked incredible for his character. That was for makeup. That And he also lied I mean, about Ledger how he got is, it every single time. He's superb in that movie anyway, but yeah. just having that scar just obviously added to his character isn't, is super. Isn't also with Heath Ledger's Joker, like the the, the, the the red and white makeup that is actually tattooed to his face. And like like when when you see him, there's a sequence in The Dark Knight where he's kind of in disguise as a policeman. Yeah, he's got foundation he's wearing, on. Yeah, he's wearing foundation. Yeah, yeah. And it, so it you see him rub, yeah, rubs off and it's the white underneath. Yeah. And I, I quite like that detail it's that he's kind of tattooed cool. his whole face. Yeah, yeah well, when Jared Leto got... Joker's got tattoos. <laughs> People kicked off. But now oh, he, he Ledger's tattoo. Oh, that's all right. Don't be on yeah, terms with Le- Leto now. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was really. Oh, disappointed do you know he's damaged? About... Says it on his exactly, head. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was really disappointed in Justice League that he, that, that he didn't have the tattoos. Because how would I know he's damaged? Yeah. Fit, speaking of that, so Joe, you've tattooed people. Could you imagine tattooing a homicidal maniac that can't sit still for two seconds? I mean, I don't know that I haven't yet. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I couldn't picture the Joker sitting down and being patient about that. So no, no that tattoo has definitely died. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the last final one I wanted to shout out was uh, the biggest modifier of all that I could think of was Adam Jensen in Deus Ex, oh. who goes all out with tattoos on his he face doesn't really as well have, as body He, he doesn't have a choice, does he really? I was no. going to say, he's not given a choice now. But that's part of his character motivation, uh, motivation yeah. after that opening, where he's like, I didn't choose this. Yeah, I've got no <laughs> legs anymore. <laughs> but he still looks cool. He does, he does. And blades come out of his arms and stuff like that. And It's, 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 it's the implanted sunglasses. That's, uh, that's what everybody yes. needs. <laughs> yes, it's so good. I wonder if, like, with the implanted sunglasses that he got, because if you don't know, he's got, like, the frames at the side of his eyes. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to blink or anything. They just come at will. So I wonder if it's, like, fused to his synapses, to his brain, like, close, open, close, open. I wonder, I don't... <laughs> I thought his beard was tattooed. I think, I think, the, I think the sunglasses are like the, those transitions lenses that normal yeah. glasses wearers can get, and, and and they obviously like work clearly as badly as them. It's just like you just get a little bit of light shining in your room. Yeah, glasses closed. It's like, fuck's sake, man. Yeah, my, my mate uh, speaking at cinema earlier. My mate's got them transitions, and he went to cinema. And do you know how bright the screen can be? And I, was, I looked to the right of him. He's got sunglasses on. Fucking hell, dude. And that's why whenever whenever anybody asks me why don't you get transition glasses, I'm like, that's exactly I why. Play too many games. Go to play too many games. Like to go to the cinema. Yeah. I don't want my vision to suddenly dark and a bright scene. Like, oh no, no, no! It's the end. Oh wait, no, it's just be glasses. Excellent. So we'll jump over to me. Uh, oh, one final oh, one. Sorry. If depending on the, the success of the uh, Dragon's Dream of Scorp Sheep, I would love to have Cowboy tattooed on me by the uh, maker. <gasps> Ooh. Yes. Ooh. 
Ooh. I would be so honoured to do that. That would be amazing. Yes, because your artwork. If was you're unaware, superb. Candy Candy Machine Joe, as she designed the art for our podcast that you listen to now, our character art for uh, Scotch Sheep, and basically, she's the art. <laughs> <laughs> she makes us look good. Yeah, I make you sound oh, good. Yeah. She makes you look good. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's... I'm exempt from that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yours was yours was just it's instinct, mate. You can't you can't stop that. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll jump over to me because mine's a really quick one. Mine's more cybernetics because um, it is still body modification, and it goes to the the actual boy that became one of the most hated gaming protagonists in the world to one of the most lauded and cool as fuck. It's Raiden from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> now, in Metal Gear Solid 2, nobody liked him. <laughs> <laughs> By Metal Gear Solid 4 and his own subsequent game, Rising Revengeance, he's a cool motherfucker. He's got stilettos on the, with swords that come out of his actual foot. He's <laughs> <laughs> completely metal. He's got a, 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 a jaw that's been fixed onto him, <laughs> like a cybernetic jaw. I don't know what that's doing. It might make him sound better. Um, he's got uh, he's, <laughs> he's got incredible claws on his hands. He's got um, ultra-fast inst- instincts because of his cybernetic motors in his elbows and stuff like that. And he can... Due to his cybernetic enhancement, he can charge his blade with high-frequency electric <laughs> to make it cut almost anything. He's just an absolute fucking badass. Um, are you guys familiar with Raiden? Yes, yes. very familiar. AKA it's a Jack. point now that he's, he's mach- he is a machine. He's it's not- a cyborg. It's not human He's got anymore, a human brain. Yeah. <laughs> there is a joke in, there is a joke in, uh, in, in Metal Gear Rising where... One of them talks about him urinating, and he says, "I don't need to urinate because he's got no fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no lower half. He's, no, he's got no bladder. That's yeah. I don't know where we comes out. <laughs> his his appearance just threw everybody playing that game. Just that no one had. Any well, idea he was Metal Gear Solid Four that we first so saw long. the Cyber Ninja Raiden, and he has that little dance with uh, Vamp, and it's still one of the best choreographed fight scenes in gaming, in my opinion. Yeah. And the campest. Oh, it's yes, camp. Yes. Oh, it's beautifully <laughs> camp. We've got Vamp there that just absolutely enjoys it, and, and Raiden's, like, unleashing. He's, he's stood in his chest. He's stamping into his chest with stiletto heels. It's Oh, it's so, it's so good. But, yeah, I, I, I like that side of it, and I believe humanity's going to get to a stage, not like that, but to the point where... Like cybernetic augmentations are going to be a thing. There's that guy in Sweden or uh, in Norway that's got an antenna fused to his skull so he can pick up, um, is it violet rays or something like that? Ultraviolet frequencies that he can't see it any different, but he can feel it vibrates. So it basically knows when there's, yeah, it's, it's so weird. I, I can't explain it, but if you search for it, he's got a, an, an antenna etched to so- his skull. <laughs> So are you expecting that we're all going to be living the Cyberpunk 2077 lifestyle? It, it'd probably work, unlike that game. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you get Wi-Fi off him if you're near yeah, him. Yeah, it's, it's something... To, it, I, I, it was on a podcast I listened to, and it, it's like it, it, it vibrates it, like to, to like a micro, so only he can feel it, because it's obviously it's in his skull. And yeah, it's so fucking weird. But yeah, there's, there, obviously there's cybernetics that can help people nowadays where... People can hear and stuff and see. They're, putting some, they're doing some crazy stuff with it. So I'm looking forward to that future. I'll be long dead, but it doesn't matter. So, 
Stick. I mean, that future's coming in five years' time, so yeah, you I'll will be long dead. dead. I'll be <laughs> long dead. I need a cybernetic liver. And you keep drinking that soup. The soup is keeping me alive. That's what the doctors told me. <laughs> Stig, so you've always told us about your love for Tekken. <laughs> yeah, actually, I just want to touch on, because um, I think Candy's got a few of uh, as well, like, uh, tattoos from media as well rather than like in media so oh. i have obviously my in kazama tattoo mm. um which i'm sure plenty of other people in fact i have bumped into someone with it oh, i've before. seen it i've seen it in the wild mate literally when i was on holiday in mexico i was in the buffet getting my breakfast and this mm. guy came up to me like just what passed me he just, went round one no he just he just went <laughs> he just pointed he went taken right and then showed me his arm and i was like you should have gone, no, Tekken 3, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'm so glad I got stuff around it now. Because it just, just looks shit, just sat there on my arm, like, mm. on its own. Um, but I also have uh, an Alexis on Fire tattoo. Mm. Um, uh, one of their, some of their artwork from one of their albums. Um, I have, around that, I've got all this polka, polka trash. Polka trash, yeah, yeah, trash polka, yeah, yeah, trash polka style. So I've got that. I've got a Deathly Hallows and a um, symbol from my Three Worlds novels. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Together down there. Um, so yeah, just I've just wanted to touch on them for a second as well. Really like the yeah. tattoos that I've got that I've kind of copied from media. Lovingly though, that's the thing. It's it's like an, an admiration thing, not just because it looks cool, but because it means something. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I got well the Deathly Hallows I'm glad that I've got that rather than anything else <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going to say how do people feel about having Harry Potter tattoos he fucking loves it now fine well, just, yeah like, I, 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 I suppose, I suppose like, I think it's like all those people that named their daughters Daenerys I um, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't uh, I don't know if you do or not Joe I'm so apologise for this but I wouldn't get someone's face tattooed on me because you never know what kind of horrible shit they might say or do later in life yeah. and a symbol is a lot easier to hide and than, yeah. Yeah. than somebody's face <laughs> yeah. so it's different when people get face tattoos of like uh, people renowned that have died because they're not going to change. Oh yeah, like I don't mean it like yeah. that. I mean like someone who's still alive that you yeah. kind of class as a hero and then turn around to be yeah. an like I'm glad I got rid of that Kevin Spacey tattoo on my back. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when I, mean, I was I mean, younger, I used to think people that had gaming symbols, you know, like the um, is it the Triforce yeah. from Zelda? Yeah. Mm. I used to think, oh, you fucking dicks! Where have you got that on? But it actually means something to them yeah. that they. Yeah gone and done that so that was my naivety back then i was just kind of like the fuck are you doing but now i get it I, that it means something for people it's to deeper do isn't it than them. just yes it, it, yeah. it's a cliche but it's deeper than skin deep oh i did it oh, oh fuck the podcast get away but in terms of body mods and tattoos and that from uh films and tv and whatnot i've got a couple here that i really like the use of yeah i really liked the use of it even though they're not obviously not great tattoos but the use of tattoos in memento yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy can't um remember anything for longer than 15 minutes so yeah. writing stuff down on a notepad is no good because if he loses the notepad he's done for so to try and figure out what's going on he tattoos reminders on his body mm. so he's constantly trying to remember something by the use of tattoos on his body i thought it was really well done use of a different 
use for tattoos and stuff. The the, the Brooklyn Nine Nine parody of that is so funny as well. <laughs> I generally can't remember that to be honest. It's um it's Adrian Pimento's losing his mind. Oh yeah, his yeah, memory yeah, and resetting every couple of hours. So he's tattooing things on to remind him like someone's trying to kill me and stuff like that. But then also. <laughs> Also, a shopping list. Yeah, well, <laughs> his stomach. well yeah. <laughs> um, and this, you could call these body mods, mm. uh, but they're done more for the shock horror. I think the Cenobites are fucking incredible. I thought you were going to say the human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I was going to say <laughs> the human centipede a joke. Body mod. <laughs> no, yeah. No, the Cenobites. Yeah. Like yeah. the modifications yeah. that they yeah. do for them. It's like oh, S- sadomasochism type stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's all. The one that's got a CD in its neck and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That's just. I was going to say, the movies they got on, they just got worse. Yeah, they got ridiculous yeah, totally on what they could agree. do. One, like, one of them's head. a big uh, camera, isn't it? Like a camcorder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Pinheads looks incredible. And the, the woman so as well that's got like the neck. Split up and with the huge, I will tear your semicircle like wire thing in. Um, yeah, I should probably see those films at some point. I haven't seen them. The first three, uh, absolutely. This, yeah, the first yeah, one, yeah, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I did have a and stupid ones. I had this, I was just look, I've just got it all over my phone and my screen. You know, the ones that I've picked out, it is the stupidest joke, <laughs> but at the time it made me laugh a lot. And but now it's not so funny. But the dude and the sweet tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. What does mine say, dude? What does mine say, sweet? Uh, like they're idiots, so they think they're just going, dude. That's sweet and everything, but it's just literally yeah. one's got dude on his back, one's got sweet on his back, and they just say it, dude and sweet. And actually, my wife has sweet on her ankle, and her friend has dude on hers. Oh, so when they meet up, they do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. It was a, that's a stupid one. She said she just wanted a stupid tattoo, so she was like, "Oh, what all. can they get?" So they got "dude" and "sweet" on their leg one day. But uh, I don't really know, um, really, because I don't think there's anything in media that I find, I can think off the top of my head that I think is like really cool that I would copy. Mm. Um, would you not want to be cybernetic <laughs> in any way? Would you not like an enhancement? Yeah, if it stopped me from like constantly aching. That would be quite nice. <laughs> Something that you could stop hangovers would be amazing. I would, I would Water. modify my modify my body for an instant hangover kill switch. That'd be cool. That would be yeah. cool, mate. That would just, be, have, yeah. just have a body mod to stop middle aged aches. <laughs> <laughs> I like the um, the one that they had on TCGS. They were talking about like in the future if you had like upgrades and stuff. Yeah. And one of them said having a sat nav in your vision. You, Have you never heard of uh, Google Glass? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've seen that one. But I mean, and literally, it's just only you can obviously see it inside your head. Imagine so if I you lost reception really halfway cool. through. I think I'd, I think I'd, hate to have a, I think I'd hate to have a hood. Like, yeah, I would. It'd be <laughs> awful. Just like shit everywhere. And you saw your own HP on it. I'm like, fuck it out. I'm having a bad day. I've got one oh, life left. There was yeah. just some- when one of you insults me about my age, it'll just come up. Biggie will remember that. <laughs> Actually, I've just thought of something that I would copy, and I always thought that I, I, I might do this, um, which is kind of linked to media because it's it's an artist, it's a singer. Um, Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah. love Brandon Boyd's uh, art, and there's one of, um, it's like a woman's face. It kind of has all this like shit kind of floating from yeah, the back I of her head. Yeah, I know it. Like, 
yeah, I, I'm very tempted to get that. Yeah, it's pretty on this other side, that. this other side of my arm, because um, mm. I just really, really, really like it. And it's kind of one of those ones where, yes, I am copying someone's art, but I feel like enough people probably don't know what it is that I could get away with. They're also a having it kick-ass band as well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I do want, um, I want on my other arm. I'm going to get Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, you do love you oh, do I love, love uh, Studio Ghibli, don't you? So yeah, that makes sense. Cool, cool. Um, Gandhi, media. Uh, so my favorite. Well, my favorite. It's it's not necessarily my favorite tattoo, but it's my favorite tattoo reveal. Um, oh, it's the from the film Red Dragon, <gasps> oh, which is a fairly oh, old yeah, film yeah, and a much yeah. older book. Yes. And do you remember uh, the Tooth Fairy? I can't remember. Ray Fiennes, isn't it? Ref, yeah. Ray Fiennes plays it. Francis Dollarhide. That's his name. Dollarhide. Yes, that's mm. right. Um, he's got the he's got Freddie Lowndes tied up, and he reveals his tattoo yeah. on his. Back. I am and the just Red the way Dragon. He takes, the way he takes his shirt off, and it's just the way he moves his body, and it looks like the tattoo is just kind of rippling up. And his how back, much and it looks of the like shape is Ray finds in that film? He looks incredible. And um, yeah, amazing. And just it just really looks like the tattoo is actually alive um, on yeah, him, and it's it it's does, based yeah. on an actual piece of artwork by yeah. um, William Blake. Yeah. Um, who was commissioned to do a bunch of uh, paintings, a series, I think, of maybe a hundred or so paintings for the for the Bible mm-hmm. and um, the Great Red Dragons from the Book of Revelations. I think that particular painting is called... This one, what, what, uh, you did one called the Leviathan. I can't remember what that one is, though. Yeah, but the, the, the one the film's based on is called uh, the, Great Red, the Great Red Dragon and the Woman Clothed in Sun. That's it, yeah. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's like an... It's like a, a body mix into you can see both forms mixed. Oh, it's so fucking cool! And then he ends up eating that book as well. In the <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> he eats it. the dragon. Yeah, that's a that's an absolute fucking badass one. Yeah, I love that. Um, any more for any more? Any honourable mentions? I want to mention the football ones. Yeah, yeah. Where if you get a tattoo done and your team doesn't win the final that you thought they would do. Why do people oh, do that? Why the, do the World yeah. Cup won a couple of years? They get the dates, yeah. they get the date underneath. Cup winners. Yep. Man City won. Someone got like Champions League winners, like when they came into the money, like oh yep. eight, oh nine. It's like, yeah, mate, like you only just got to your first final. It's taken you <laughs> like twelve years since you got your money. Like, don't do that. Don't do it. No. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. There was that lad at the last World Cup when England were doing well, and he got like, yeah. he got like England World Cup winners like nineteen sixty six, and then the twenty eighteen, yeah. twenty eighteen written underneath it. It's just like. Yeah, you were in the they were in the quarterfinals at the time. They weren't anywhere near the final. That's <laughs> that's dedication to a stupid degree. Why didn't the tattoo artist say no? I'm not doing that. But then again, he probably got it's, it done at a seaside town, just like on the beach by one of those uh, ten pound tattooists. Oh, the ones you get in uh, Magaluf. Benny Dom. <laughs> yeah, my friend got one done in Magaluf. He's lost his arm now. <laughs> You see, you see, you see them on the, the likes of like uh, tattoo fixers and stuff like that, yeah. or tattoo, or just tattoo of us, or whatever it is. Like the the shit people will get on their bodies. A big cock. Actually, usually. <laughs> it worked out for our benefit in the end because he got this tattoo, and mm-hmm. our friend said, "If I see you in that tattoo shop tonight, I'm gonna admit, like I'm gonna get my name on your ass. I'm gonna force you to get my." Sure enough, for no reason whatsoever, walking, he's walking past. There's my friend in the tattoo shop Uh-oh. again the second night. <laughs> he marches in and he's like, right, how much for you to put my name on his ass? 
It's like 40 euros. Bang, just give me wow. 40 euros. And then my <laughs> other friend's walking past. He's like, what's going on here? He goes, I'll get him my, my name on, on, on his ass because I told him he was going to do it. And he went, it was how much was it? It's like 40 euros. He's like, so he, he pulled up 40 euros. He goes, I'll give you this to put my name on his other cheek. So he's got... I'd have, made it, I'd have made it even worse by doing it in Comic Sans. Oh, <laughs> no! I think it's in just a normal, bastard. normal like italic. Oh yeah, that, standard, that standard English writing. stuff. No, no, I just kind of like oh, it's, yeah. italic writing. But yeah. yeah, it's it was the next morning. It's like show us your tattoos, then I pulled his trousers Red down there on both ass cheeks. Oh, and he was yeah. like, he's like, you're the tightest bastard ever. I can't believe you paid for that. He goes, he goes for that. Like I was glad I couldn't give him my money away quick enough. <laughs> Mate, I don't even know when if I had a walk past the gun. Could I have my name on it for forty euros yeah. as well? See, when I when I got drunk mm-hmm. in Iron Apple and did this, I made sure it wasn't a tattoo. It was piercings because then I could take them out. Yeah. So the first time in Iron Apple, I came back with a eyebrow piercing. Cool uh, guy. What's cool very guy. long? Like it started. to fall a bit and I just got like pissed me off I mean Joe it gets cooler oodles mm. next time I came back I had two ears pierced with those little diamond ears oh earrings yeah in. like proper, Be- proper Beckham yeah. style yeah early in- so so what we're learning from this podcast is you shouldn't be allowed to drink yeah no, no. <laughs> I think we learned they that came, we learned that they, months ago they, they came out like almost instantly mm. my mum my mum <laughs> hates tattoos um, the be- I mean, the best thing about piercings, especially like, like I've, I've got permanent scars under under my lip, but you can only see it when I when I make that silly face. But yeah, my ears, you can't see mine anymore. I've stretched so my ears, and they're not stretched to a stupid degree, so this would potentially just heal. But tattoos, I know, I know nowadays is surgery, laser surgery, and oh, cover ups and stuff like that. But it, it's not, it's not the forever that you thought it was. But still, I've heard that laser stuff really. Fucking hurts, like worse than the mm. actual tattoo. So, hmm. You are scorching your skin to get rid of pigment in it. I yeah. can't imagine it's the most comfortable mm. thing. Yeah. Well, even having a tattoo, though. I mean, I know Stiggy and Joe could obviously explain probably different parts of the body where it hurts, but mine just felt like like a. The only way I could describe it was like a scraping hot fork. Mm. When I have mine done in my arm, but I know different parts of the body have very different reactions. Don't do it with a pin and a lighter. On your thumb, the chest. No. The chest is horrendous. I hated it. Yeah. When I, when I, when he finally finished my chest piece, I was like, "Thank fuck, I never have is to that get." Because like, there's it, more bone there. Like, you've got your fucking rib cage. I don't know. When it when it when it's tattooing on your collarbone, mm. that, that's the worst because it's just imagine fucking it's just hell. hitting bone and it vibrates up through your neck. It feels like somebody's strangling you. Ooh. It was awful. I, I hated it. It just and then the rest of the chest is just soft in places. Oh, it's, God! So why haven't you had them finished? Because you said you've got unfinished. Because that's the thing I don't understand when people have tattoos done. They um, have like the base done, and then they go, oh, "I need to get that time finished. mainly, like, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, how long do you also, wait? Why do people also, wait? Also, um, the thing that shall not be named on this podcast happened. So yes, <laughs> yes, that's basically why I haven't got it finished. Yeah, it makes sense. I got it. I got it coloured. I did my. Well, also it's time as well. Like you, you literally, yeah, you ain't got time it's to do it. Four hundred, five hundred quid, whatever you pay yeah. for a full day session. I, I don't know it, how it, like, how much it is. You look days. at say like the tiger on my arm. That's had two sessions on it, and it's still not done because by the time we like designed designed it all and and did all the outline work and everything, then it's it's pretty much done uh, mm. for the day. It takes like the just the outline works takes ages just to make sure it's all right. What's the longest session you've done then, Joe? Like to tattoo somebody when you're sitting there 
concentrating? Uh, the longest I do is a day sitting, so that would be tattooing from about 10 to normally about 4.30. Ugh. Wow. Generally, by about three thirty, people are really starting to want to go home. Well, they get tired so and fatigued, don't they? While you're doing it, like it lasts that long. I get, I, yeah. I want to go home straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, I get knackered as well. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be sitting like hunched over for more than eight hours. Really, no, of course not. What's your thoughts on uh, numbing cream? Don't do does it. Does it work? Why? It it does work, but actually, it works for about fifth. If you're lucky, so you put it on about 50, 15 minutes beforehand. You'll have it about an hour or two's worth of tattooing and where you've built up that um adrenaline and your body's been used to like sort of not fighting it but getting used to the pain that will all hit you as quickly as you put the yeah. numbing cream on yep. so you can go into shock it's really bad not to mention it actually makes it really difficult to tattoo um the skin it makes it sort of um too soft almost a bit rubbery yeah mm. a bit rubbery and you have to work tri- twice as hard to get it in and you never want more chemicals than necessary mixing with ink um so the least we can put into you in terms of your skin the better cool um because anything extra you put in it will it'll affect the healing not gonna lie i've used them in cream when i went back got my chest i didn't know it was a thing (laughs) because um i was like i just can't handle this i've got a full day session it was amazing it was amazing for that first two hours when he started and yeah he's probably annoyed if it does cause issues for the artist to stretch your skin and whatnot but i could have fallen asleep wow genuinely just lying there and i was like wow. i can't feel a thing wow. um, and then did it hit you like a brick wall well yeah about two hours in it just <laughs> <laughs> so i won't i won't use it again like but i i did enjoy that for the first couple of hours i was like why can't it always be like this it's just there's parts of that as well when he was doing my chest and he went to link it into my shoulder and i couldn't like um this was without numbing cream but it was because it's a different type of part of the body I couldn't even feel it. Mm. I was just like, that that feels amazing. Like, because this, this part of my body is in pain and he's just linking it to my shoulder and that part of my body, I couldn't feel it. I was like, yeah, it's like, stay over there. (laughs) Don't don't come back over here. (laughs) And after I've been done the healing process, I loved using that coconut butter stuff. (laughs) I just smelled lovely. I never did any of that. Well, more lovely than normal still. (laughs) <laughs> Which is an idea. Well, 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 the, the ones that always amuse me is just when someone has been quite like has done the, like the holiday thing where they they've been drinking quite heavily, then got a tattoo, and you're just like, your blood's going to be really fucking thin yeah. if you have that full Start of bleeding. How is that going to? Yeah. <laughs> also, you're not meant to go in like chlorine at pools and yeah. stuff. Yeah. while it's healing, and you see plenty sun, of or... plenty of people get tattoos, and the next day they're in the pool, and I'm just like, that's just gonna. Yep. come out shit or infected so well, yeah, don't get a tattoo when you're on holiday <laughs> excellent on that I've got one final bit of questioning for Joe before we move on to the bulging mail sack um, have you got any tips for people that are curious about getting their first modification Joe any any pre-game tips for people so always research your artist, yep. of course. Like any artist will have either a portfolio in their studio or more commonly now Instagram. Yep. And also see the work that they've had, you know, see it in the flesh because a lot it's very easy to use a filter on Instagram <laughs> and Photoshop. So the, the more tattoos of that artist you've seen done healed, mm-hmm. the better. Um, in terms of get, going for your first tattoo, so once you're booked in, you, you're going to your appointment. Don't drink the night before. Have a good night's sleep if you can. Obviously, you're excited about the tattoo or nervous. It can be quite difficult. 
but try and get a good night's sleep, drink plenty of water, have a good breakfast, and always take, if you're going for a long sitting, always take something to eat during the take appointment. Take some Lucozade. Lucasade. Lucasade or something I always, big bottle of Lucasade. <laughs> yeah. Something nice and sugary, but with not too much caffeine in, because yeah. the caffeine will just make you jump all over the place. Yeah, and don't think that if you faint, they'll continue to do the tattoo and you'll wake up with a lovely piece. They will stop and tell you to go home. <laughs> <laughs> you take photos first. Yeah, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> and, and just, and Look at this one, we got another one. And, and just be sure. I think that's the, that's the ultimate. Not just tattoos, like piercings and everything, just... Be a hundred percent sure that that's what you want, especially certain piercings. Because, like I say, if you're stretching your ear and stuff like I have, sometimes the further you stretch, the more permanent it becomes. So, yeah, just make sure. As a disclaimer from from this podcast, make sure you're ready and you're old enough. Unlike Joe was, <laughs> make sure you're yeah, old. Sorry en- about that. Make sure you're old enough. So yeah, we'll move on to the bulging modified mail sack. That is Gadget's mailbag. Well, it, it is a it is a bulging mail sack this week, and we're starting off with a new listener. Oh, someone who, uh, so someone who whom we want to keep happy because he might have stories about oodles. He definitely does. Uh, Mr. Bobby Wayne, <laughs> he's come in saying, "Bit outside what most people may think, but a historic form of body modification was foot wrapping used by geishas. Mm-hmm. The practice of breaking and wrapping the feet to make them appear as small as possible, as it was a mark of beauty." It was only outlawed in 1911, and there are reportedly people still alive that experienced it wow. and live with the effects. I, I, I have my mind. Really, I, I didn't know about this until he mentioned that in his Discord, and I looked. I was like, "Fucking hell, that's 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 super body modification. That that is changing your, your stru- the structure of your feet, and yeah. some of it looks horrendous." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for judging all, all the. Uh, uh, foot-wrapped people that are listening to this. Uh, but <laughs> it's frightening. Like, they've gone from, like, size six feet to size two <laughs> in a year. It's fucking... Yeah. It's, it's. I don't know how that can be any fun or beautiful. I know it's a different culture's form of beauty, but I wouldn't want to be kicking about in my football shoes with tiny little size twos. <laughs> So. When I read that, the first thing I thought of, unfortunately, was the hobbling in um, misery. Oh God, <laughs> that's oh, that's yeah. that's not really his choice. <laughs> He's <laughs> tied to a I bed. Just like, oh my God. Yeah, that's that's. Ugh, ugh. Oh yeah, Bob, uh, Bobby Wayne coming in strong for his first correspondence with uh, a beauty. Um, X Ben Blaster X has said, "Hey fellas, I think some of my favorite tattoos in a short film ever has got to be the full body tattoo on Michael Schofield in prison break. Oh, God. We've talked about <laughs> this Classic. tattoo so much. <laughs> yeah. What a genius idea. So cool and a great twist on when it was when it was fully revealed. That first season was a great watch. Sadly, the show plummeted off a cliff in terms of quality after that first season. The full body tat, though. Bit cheesy, bit hokey. Infinitely cool, though. I mean, the thing is, from a concept... Didn't you get a full cover-up as well? No, 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 no. So, so season four, and we have been through this before, because I had a good rant about this, like, quite early on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But in, yeah, in, it, so in season three, the, um, the, there was no need for the tattoo. Like, the tattoo is used in season two as well. broke out of the prison. Yeah, after the broke out of the prison, we had stuff about, like, their escape and stuff like that mm. in his tattoo. The third season, they were in a different prison. Obviously, the tattoo's not relevant. Um, to avoid having to put him through the makeup every time, he was just—he was in a really hot country, but wearing long sleeve t-shirts all the time. 
It's ridiculous. Um, and it, it's like the third or fourth episode of the uh, fourth season where they're back in America and he's and he's like they're like working for the feds or some stupid bullshit like that in that program. He undergoes a full day and night of laser laser tattoo removal. How is he not like a sitting. walking crisp after that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's the, that's the thing because like in the next episode you see him like with his shirt off. Gorgeous. It's like, it, it's, it's, a, it's like per- perfect smooth white skin. It's just like. No, he would be a crisp. Yeah. He would be scarred, and it would look awful. And he'd be like, like Freddy Krueger. You'd have shadows of like the main like outlines on there. It's just like, no, you, you can't do that in a day and night. No. <laughs> so it takes like several several sessions of going there. After, and this was like, like fifteen yeah, years ago, back. before the the the, the uh, technology is as advanced as it is now, which is not perfect oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it it is worth watching watching that whole sequence when he gets the tattoo removed because it look it's it's made to look so dramatic and like he's really suffering for the sake of his friends and his brother and it's just like oh it's such bullshit. Joe, have, you, bullshit. Joe, have you had to? Um, sorry, have you had to um, tattoo any uh, plans or heists on people's bodies? <laughs> uh, strangely, I haven't. Oh. Surprising, really, isn't it? Yeah. But no, I haven't. Not so, yet. So, 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 no, no, no one's came in for like the the blueprints of a, a, a casino. Of, uh, Barclays down, <laughs> Barclays down in the town centre on the on their chest or something like that. Most people headed to prison don't have time to book in with me. That's true. That is true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was going to say the plan nearly failed. First of all, when they had the new wing put in the prison in cell block H. <laughs> oh well, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, that was just such a. I mean, the thing the thing is, the first season of that show was great, but it's such a stupid concept. Stop bringing Prison Break up. <laughs> um, ben goes on to ask, um, so with the news that Jeff Goldblum has recently taken to D and D podcasting um, mm. in the in the second season of Dark Dice, and on the eve of our own D and D show coming, I thought I'd ask you guys. Hang on, he's asking us questions. That's not right. Um, but he's asking us if we could play D and D with any celebrity. Who would it be? Great question. Great question. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe, because I know the answer. Jeff Goldblum. I thought you were going to say Todd Howard. <laughs> oh, I should have done. No, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Gadget? Uh, for, oh, for, for me, to be honest, it would probably be Matt Mercer, so I could just sit there in the corner and just geek out on him. And Matt, can I, would you be, you'd be like, Matt, Matt, can I just kiss you? It's part of my character's arc. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have the world's biggest crush on, on Matt Mercer. Yeah. I think he's amazing. Can I just give you a little character kiss? <laughs> I mean, if you look at him, he's a beautiful he's man. He's a good-looking bloke. He is. Yeah. And he's incredibly talented. And Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. So, uh, Biggie? Uh, probably Sir Ian McKellen. Oh. oh, he'd be a good D&D one. Oh, he'd, yeah. he'd arrive precisely when he means to as well. Yeah, can we just say, every time we go around the corner, run, you fools, or something. Fly, you fools. Saying it. <laughs> well, well, I, I, the, the thing is, I th- I th- actually, to be fair, I think he would be the worst person to be in a party with because you think back to the Balrog, he told the party to run, he killed the boss, got all the XP, and he leveled up ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stig? And got the loot. Uh, Matt Berry. Oh! <laughs> wonderful! Hilarious. Yeah, that would yeah, be so I good. Just be, um, I was just trying to think, I was like, oh, who the fuck could I choose? And because I've got my Jackie Daytona poster on the wall, I was like, fucking yeah, Matt Berry would yeah, be, be amazing incredible. to Yeah, that would be incredible. That would be brilliant. And he, he, and he, of course, would just be playing Matt Berry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> that is the character. Do the Matt, just do the Matt Berry voice. Yeah. So, he's, got, he's got range. Yeah. <laughs> Singular range. But... <laughs> and I'd... But you, you know, you, you'll put the toothpick in his mouth and he's a different person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd want to do it um, with Doug Cockle, the voice of Geralt of Rivia, so he can, he can, <laughs> he can just pretend to be Geralt. And I'd... But not, not Henry Cavill. 
No, no, Doug Cockle, the 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 OG. I thought you were going with David Hater, actually. Uh, I've already done it with him. He didn't. He <laughs> did. It kept going. It kept going. D and D. You you just want Doug Cockle to sit there and go mm, winds howling. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, in, in, in fact, I'd just get him baff. Take that, you filth. I'd get him baff together, and he'd, he'd be like, you know, I hate it when you do that. And that kind of oh god, it was so good. <laughs> Even though it looks nothing like Geralt in real life. But he sounds he's like, like short, him. He's like short and bald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he sounds like him, and that's the main thing. When I close my eyes, Doug, embrace me while we play D&D. Fucking <laughs> hell. Uh, Nimrod Hicks is coming with DM Mildly Exciting. It needs to, it needs to be stopped. Mm. It needs to be stopped. Uh, when I moved out at 18 years old in the early 90s, I sublet a room from my punk pal Grace. The boyfriend, Ruben... Oh, it's always a bad thing when the boyfriend's called Ruben. Such a punk name uh, as well. Yeah. That was, that, monster- that was on our shortlist for boys' names. <laughs> <laughs> Her boyfriend Ruben had amongst many tats a snake running like a Mohican down the centre of his head. Nice. He also he also did his own Prince Albert and give himself a branding. Fucking hell. This was all training for what became for both of them a very successful tattoo shop and body mod studio. This was at the beginnings of the modern tattoo revolution in the UK when modding was starting to explode. I, at the time, had 12 rings through my left ear, which I finally stretched out to a 6mm flesh tunnel, which I've worn ever since. Yeah, I've got 6mm. Back then, it was unusual and cool, but now I just like an old, I look like an old guy trying too hard. Same. My pleas of, I had mine before they were popular, <laughs> still fall on deaf ears. <laughs> oh, and please watch We Are Lady Parts on Channel 4 and All 4. Cracking little shoe. Okay, absolutely. I'll write that one down. My friend... Um, I don't see him much these days, but someone I uh, grew up on the street with, he's got Prince Albert. I don't yeah. know whether he's taken out. I now, hear but a once... lot of the lot of them have to sit down to have a wee wee. No, he was just there, like he, he was there taking a piss one night when we were out, and he splits off like a cobra. <laughs> no, he does. <laughs> and no, just a random lad for some reason. We're obviously looking. Uh, he's uh, you don't, down, and he was just like. He's like, what the fuck? And he was just this random lad in the in the toilet was just like wanting to see his... Well, if you get it over. done, he, he, he shouldn't be too rude for him to go, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's just this guy was just like really obsessed with it, wanting to look at his... Uh, I think he's extremely brave. Uh, and last, lastly in the mailbag, uh, Ray has come in, and we always love it when, when Ray emails in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's come in saying, hi, Modern Escapism. My favourite fictional tattoo art is from the Yakuza game series the leaping crimson koi carp image of Nishikiyama. Mm. Uh, traditional Japanese tattoos are famous for imbuing meaning and symbolism in their designs. Carps happen to play a role in legend. Their story said that there were two mountains on each side of the Yellow River forming a narrow waterway with vicious currents. People called this place the Dragon's Gate because every year thousands of red carps fight against the currents to swim upstream wishing to leap over the gate. If successful, fire from heaven will burn off the carp's tail and turn it into a dragon. Into a dragon, rather. However, only the strongest carp can ascend. The weaker ones will only be washed away by the river. It almost sums up the life story of Nishikiyama, the bearer of the carp. Torn between the ambition of climbing the Yakuza ladder and the love for his brother, Kiryu, Nishikiyama is a man capable of incredible acts of loyalty whilst, whilst ridden by his greediness. So the tattoo on his back captures the very moment a crimson ca- of a crimson carp leaping out of the water. Whether the carp will become a dragon or be smashed by the, river, by the river on the rocks depends on whether the man can muster enough strength to remain righteous until the end of the jump. Despite only showing up very limited times in the games, because Nishikiyama is in Yakuza 0 and, Kiwa- and Kiwami, and the, well, the first one, mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, despite showing only a limited time in the games, the Carpa Nishiki armor incorporates so well with his story, it becomes much more than just a, a piece of cool visuals. I really love the work Sega put into it. Yeah. It's from Ray. And today... I really love this, Today dude. is the day that I just, I've just realised why Magikarp turns into a Gyarados. Yeah, because Carp's turned into dragons. That's today. That's to, I've, you were, in my head, I was like, whoa, mind blown. You were today years old yes, when you worked that out. I was today years old. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I, I love that, that, that old legend. You were kind of touching on it earlier, weren't you? That's, that's Yeah, obviously Ray knows more about yeah, it than I yeah. do. But Ray's I, done the research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I only know about the koi, uh, the koi turning into a dragon thing from a trivium song. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all get our history from. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good song, though, Becoming the Dragon. Yeah, Great oh yeah, yeah, I know it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, excellent. Thank you for your correspondence. And um, thank you, Joe. Thank you very much you. for listening for to four gentlemen talk over you for two hours. <laughs> I have got one thing to add. I've yeah, uh, remembered my favourite tattoo. <gasps> Finally. You asked earlier. I know, it only took two hours. Um, I've got a tattoo. I've got a Bioshock tattoo on my leg, and it's a picture of a splicer saying, splice up your life. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Excellent. Can we get a picture of that for the socials? And we've also Absolutely. got an episode title. Splice up your yes. life. Splice up your life, yeah. Excellent. So thank you um, for that that correspondence and thank you, you. I wouldn't say guys, but I have to say people on this episode. You people for joining me and talking about body modifications. Um, let's go to the socials before we wrap this up. So you can find us uh, on Twitter at Modern Escapism. On there, you'll find a link to all of our episodes, our social and our Discord. If you have any comments, you can either tweet us there or email us at modernescapism at gmail.com. Modernescapismpod at gmail.com. Modern Escapism pod at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> If you like watch gaming streams, Oodles is continuing his Dark Souls. Sorry, he's not. He's doing his Titanfall two <laughs> on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Biggie is doing Dark Souls on a Monday night. If I were and... doing Dark Souls, it'd be done months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. You should have seen. You should have seen me fighting that Iron I Golem, did it with man. Shit. Bloody hell! I'm joking. Wow. Uh, and uh, Gadget and I will. By the time this comes out. Uh, next week, the week after, when us do. Oh no! Let's talk about time, time. again. I have done. By the time you <laughs> yeah. hear this, I will have done another XCOM two. You do an XCOM two because I'm not available on Wednesday night. But the week, the week that this comes out, up to the next episode, we're going to start Gears of War five Hive Busters. Oh, so I think also known as It Takes Two. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get onto that one day. Don't worry. Yeah. When it's twenty quid. <laughs> And uh, next week's episode is going to be Don't Judge a Book by its cover. Ooh. So we're going to talk about things that we just completely wrote off, <laughs> mainly because of the way it looked. Or what Shagging aliens. Yeah, or what we thought it was going to be like, but actually really enjoyed it in the end. Uh, Joe, do you have uh, socials for your tattoo art that you want to plug? Uh, yeah, so my Instagram is... Candy Machine underscore tattoos. Lovely, excellent, and that, um, that is actually linked in the sh- in the show notes as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. of course, Joe, uh, Joe did the art- wonderful artwork when we uh, redid our artwork for this podcast. So she's had a link in there ever since. Yes. So if you just go yeah, to the bottom, just go to the bottom of the socials. Uh, you'll get a link straight to uh, Joe's um, Instagram. Beautiful work in there. Yeah, check that artwork. Oh, and- it's great. 
as as per um if you have the time to spare we'd love it if you could just leave us a review on um any anywhere really apple podcasts or wherever you can do a review five stars only um because you know we are five star we're a five star podcast five star content yeah we but, it, but, it, gods. but it um yeah it does help the podcast podcast get noticed and it's uh, a nice thing to it's do it's mainly due to the algorithm that apple have where the more stars yep. you get the more chance you're going to get on the front yep. yep so help us grow by leaving us a nice review and or a shit review just house, you know you can leave us a shit review yeah. but give us five stars it's just about the stars it's up to you and we'll get joe to come around your house if you don't and do a modern escapism tattoo let's spell it wrong <laughs> 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 Imagine that, imagine that. <laughs> and not leave any space so you can cover it up. You can you can add a letter. It'll be squashed. Yes. Excellent. Um, well, that's been everything. Thank you very much for joining us, Joe. Thank you three for joining me as per usual. And please look forward to Do Dragon's Dream of Scotch Sheep, which stars Joe and us. It's incredible. But mostly Joe. But mostly Joe. She is, she is the star of it. Yes, it's, in, <laughs> it's an incredible bit of work. I mean... Spoiler alert, we have recorded an episode and two episodes. Well, I can't hear two episodes. Two episodes. It was all a blur. <laughs> you, 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 were, you were there. I was there. It was all a blur. And <laughs> I haven't heard the finished product, but the raw product is absolute gold. So look forward to that. And thank you very much. We will see you next week for Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover. Good night. Shoot me in the face. I was saying that end <laughs> got away from <laughs> you there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to end. <laughs> <laughs>